54321. Hello, children, and welcome to season two, episode 11 of the On My Dime On Your Time podcast. I want to apologize real quick for this episode coming out a day late. I've been having some issues with my computer, and I'm going to try and get my computer fixed so those happen less frequently. This episode is featuring Sam Leakey. He's a fashion designer. Yes, Sam, you are a fashion designer, even though you don't like that term. Uh, he makes super interesting stuff, very like Kiko, very, I don't know. I'm not very educated on designers and Kiko was the one that stood out to me. That's sort of the aesthetic that he has with his brand. Super interesting stuff. Really, really interesting conversation because we kind of just, we talked a lot about fashion in the beginning. Then we started talking about like productivity and workflow. And then before we knew it, we were talking for like about three hours and then I'm actually trim it down to about two and a half hours, which is slightly more manageable. It's also interesting because I put up a poll on my Instagram story about if you guys wanted one long episode or several shorter ones, and the vote actually came for a longer episode. So that's what you guys are getting. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at on my dime on your time podcast. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Like and co- uh, like and comment. This isn't a YouTube channel. Download the episodes and review the episodes. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you for listening. And check out Sam's stuff. It's really interesting. So, like, how did you get interested in fashion? Oh, we kind of touched on this earlier, but... Yeah. Um, In fashion, it was... I was always, like, very visually inclined. Um, <laughs> I, I grew up really loving, like, cars and, like, architecture um, at, like, a really young age. Um, through, like, influences, like, just around me growing up. And um, my uh, dad was, has, like, an inclination for kind of, like, visual stuff, like, clothing, too. And I remember, like, when I was really young, my, my mom would, like, get out clothes for me. And I'd be like, I don't want to wear that. Like, I'm going to wear this. And it slowly, like, transitioned over time of, like, I'd find, like, a cool sweater in my dad's closet. And then I'd be like, oh, like, I need this item of clothing, but I don't want to buy it from, like, H&M or, like, Target. Like, maybe I'll go thrifting or maybe, like, I'll look on eBay. And um, through there, I experimented with, like, silhouettes and found new brands. And then when I was older and I found, like, Grailed and Boutiques and Essence and things like that, um, it just, like, snowballed into what I love now. Awesome, man. So how was your, how was your, like, the way you dress, like, how has your aesthetic sort of progressed over time? Because on your Instagram, you don't really post any fit pics, though. So I'd love to hear that insight. Yeah, it's progressed, like, a, a ton. Um, I, I used to be much more into posting, like, fit pic stuff. Um, I've kind of weaned off it recently. But um, it's progressed a, a, a ton. Like, when I was younger, I would really, like, I didn't have, like, a good sense of, like, what I really wanted to, like, display myself as, really. Or um, I, I didn't have like a good idea of like my style. And so like, it was like a lot of experimenting um, with like, I mean, like what, what brought me into clothing honestly was, was tech wear. Um, I would go online when I was really young and I'd just see like, just like a bunch of like technical, like be like really old like, acronym or like, like North Face um, or like really like early like art characters. I was like, oh, like cool, like outdoor clothing. Um, and then um, it just kind of like progressed and progressed and progressed. And through those brands, I found like Japanese clothing, um, like vintage and just like, it just 
over the years, there's been a lot of experimentation and finding what works for me, what doesn't work for me, and just trying to wear things that I enjoy and make me comfortable. Awesome, man. Hopefully that answered the question. But. No, that, that, that answered pretty well, actually. Um, so how did that interest in clothes initially like grow into like you ending up starting your own brand? Well, here's the thing is like, for me with, with clothing, I, um, there was a long time where I got into like brands and I was like, oh, like, like, like I, I, I thought that only brands could bring like a unique aspect to clothing that like made me excited about them. And so like, I, I, I'd be like, oh, like, I need this Rick, I need this Kiko, like I need this Soloist, like I, I, like, I need all these like brands in all those clothes. And um, as like I shop and shop and shopped, I slowly started to kind of realize that like, like brands do bring like a unique aspect, obviously like quality and like a vision from a good designer, but you can develop a really good personal style and be excited about clothing with like unique aspects that aren't like expensive really. And through looking at like just different brands and eras of clothing and um, like silhouettes and cuts and just like ideas about clothing that weren't like pushed on you from like a brand, I began to really find like what drew me towards fashion and what I wanted from clothing um and it was a big progression to like start um like making my own clothes i wanted to do it for a really long time um <laughs> hopefully they answered the question yeah that's pretty good um so i'm just i just thought of this question right now so like i read this article or like i read it in a book somewhere it's like when you want to start a business it, like this is just like uh, this is one of the options the author gave but it's like if you want to start a business there's it should like fulfill one of like three roles it either like yeah solves a problem it like fills a gap that's in with the, yeah. with the what's current or it like um what did he say it's like it it allows it's like something that like pushes your voice out there in the world so like where does where does your brand fall into that well like i wouldn't i wouldn't even like equate to what i'm doing right now to be a brand because i think i think like having like a brand to me is a very like like kind of like a serious kind of like thing it's like like you have like a brand and for me it's like i'm i'm learning like the one green shirt that you were talking about that was like literally the first button down shirt that i ever made in my life like, that was my first thing that i ever made uh that was like a shirt like i made like hoodies and like jackets in the past but that was the first like shirt that i made um and i'm learning like every day like there's so much that i have to learn that I wouldn't really want to like call it necessarily a, a brand. It's just like making things that I want um, under like just sort of like a name. Like I was I was gonna have my like clothing be under the, uh, like peaceful endeavors. I, I had like a like logo made up and stuff. And uh, I was like, oh, I don't really want to be like under like a name. And so I just chose like my my name because like I would never get bored of it. It doesn't like mean anything beyond my name. Um, and it doesn't have like any sort of deeper meaning. It's just making something under like my creativity and what I want to do. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you have any like inspirations like in terms of like clothing design or maybe just in terms of like business? So like, I know you're a student as well. So like anything that inspires you in terms of like productivity maybe even? Oh, tons. Like I, 
inspiration that 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 really like irks me. Like I I um productivity is a, a, another topic. I'd really love to discuss that further, but like um and just like workflow and whatnot. But inspiration wise, I think um oh my god, this is like I, I really have to like express this. Um I don't I don't buy much like branded clothing really anymore. I'm I'm not like oh like I need this Yoji piece like this new soloist like I need that bro like I just like I kind of and, like I'm not saying like like I'm better than anybody that's into that or like that's bad but um it's more of like I used to like equate like clothing that was unique with like a brand and like I kind of seen that and found that elsewhere but also like you know there are certain brands like I would equate a lot of my style to be like somewhat Japanese influence because I think like the way they look at clothing through silhouettes and through like simplicity is really like unique compared to like a lot of like European or even like American designers. It's much more simple um, and like accentuates like really like utilitarian forms of clothing versus more of like a pizzazz. Like, I mean, if you look at like a lot of like European runway stuff, um, I mean like, like McQueen or like the really big like Dior and like, they're like like Oka Tour. It's um it's like flashy. Um or even like really like like even like going like way back even to like 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 Victorian clothing. It's like like flashy and flamboyant to the point of it not being like comfortable or usable. And I really liked a lot of Japanese clothing in contrast to that of where it's almost like just focused on like does this work like is this comfortable um like is this color palette nice versus like oh like we need like a like a like a tornado seam around here and it seems like quadruple darted with like hand laid beads from like the atelier like just like simplistic like ideas and i gravitate towards like people like yoji and like the soloist a lot um because it's it's like simplistic for the most part. It's it's not trying to be like the most complicated or like the most like detailed necessarily. It's more so um, like is this is this something that I can like wear? Is this something that I can like really like use versus like this like silk handmade dress and like some atelier in like Paris. Mm -hmm. North Face flight series. It was this like really like weird aspect of like North Face where it was like it uses like one really cool like stretchy cotton and it was like just for like trail running and just for like just like tech bros like uh like climbing and stuff. And it presented like these really like unique like silhouettes and cuts and like seaming um that I find more inspiration in brands that like aren't necessarily fashionable versus like fashion yeah you're very like Bauhaus wow. form follows function type eh? it's really interesting well because like um and I don't know if you want to add this in the podcast but like like my 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 dad's like a fine artist like that's how like we survived like he, he like paints for a living and so like I've kind of come to clothing as like I don't like think of it as like well at least not anymore I, I did at one point but I don't think of it right now as like I need to cop this piece or like I'm trying to flex. I look at it as like 
like my way to like express the way that I kind of think and like it's it's like for me like clothing now is so ingrained in what I enjoy um that I don't really even think about that much anymore mm-hmm. I I do obviously but it's like it, it it used to be like oh like that's Sam's hobby like that's like that's like kind of like whatever like that's like his little hobby but like now it's like it's just like me like I, I, I love it like there's nothing else that I enjoy that much um but yeah like I, I I came to clothing from a view of just kind of like color and form um from a, like more of like an artist's standpoint um like I, like I I grew up in my house with like prints of like Degas and like Velasquez and Whistler um and like Chile and stuff like that and I look at least like now I look much more at clothing as like I don't care what the brand is I don't care like like cool like archive humble thing like awesome I don't really like care about the aspect of it it's it's for me it's more of like can you create something that's like unique something that looks like visually pleasing oh yeah like if if like if like a brand does that cool but like if I go to like a thrift shop and find like an old like like Donna Karen shirt that expresses that cool okay I love you know it just it just happens that like buying stuff overlaps with that um yeah also too it's like I'd I'd love to like know more about you too you know like it just like you know I I tend to kind of like yeah a lot so um, you it, it, this runs into conversation so feel free to ask me some questions and we'll try we'll I'll, I'll make it seamless hey man like what 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 brought uh you to my clothing like how'd you how'd you like find it and be like oh like I want to contact this person the Instagram explore page blessed me with a picture of the asymmetric green silk shirt and I was like, <laughs> this, I'm like this is beautiful and then I saved it and then honestly I forgot about it yeah. and then I was looking through my save and I saw it again and I'm like this is this is beautiful. I fell in love with the piece again. And then I followed you and I'm like, you know what? I have a podcast. Let me talk to this guy. Let me like, let me see what, see what's going on. And then, yeah, that's pretty much yeah, it. Sure it was really wild. Like I, um, the way it kind of came about is I was like, I was, I, I was doing marketing in school for a while and I was like really bored with it. And I was like making my like, clothes my free time. And, um, I was kind of like, playing around. And I found this old like Levi's button up. And I was like, I'm gonna cut this up and copy the pattern. And so I did that and I cut it up and I was like, hmm, like this, like this cuff on, on, on the shirt, like it ends really nicely with like the armpit. And then I was like, well, like if I cut that, it's gonna create like a, like kind of like a tornado scene around the arm. Mm. Like that's kind of cool. And I was like, like wait like the the bottom like hem like right here like connect carpet like i'll do that and i was like oh like the back connects there like whoa like this is gonna be kind of cool and i started sewing it together and i was like my first time making a collar ever first time making like a cuff of a shirt first time putting on buttons first time sewing seams like that um and so it was like all like just like like new i was like so seam i was like whoa like for the first time i, I did that cool um and I got it done and I was like whoa like this is like weirdly cool and the fabric was literally like some fabric that my mom had that she's gonna make like like a pillow out of and it like it was just like really cool like knitted stuff that she just can make like a pillow and I was like be a cool shirt I was I was I was gonna make pants out of it and I'm like nice cool. 
Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, like I, I was, like, I, I feel like a lot of my like, fashion has been like, influenced through online stuff. And um, I was very much in like fit pics and stuff for a while, like meeting people like that. Like if you go down like on my like social media, it's just like a bunch of fucking fit pics. Mm-hmm. And I was very into that for a long time. Then I just kind of got like bored of it. I was like, this is just kind of like, I, I don't say vain because like that's kind of mean and like it's kind of pretentious, but it's more of like, I just got like bored with like that aspect of it. And I was like, I'm really into this. Like what can I do to try to express myself in this medium? Mm. Um, interesting man interesting yeah uh anything else uh or vice versa <laughs> give me a description of like the design process like that you mm. like the sampling and all of that stuff like from sketches to having a finished yeah. piece generally what i do is like um i'll first like here like, i have some like, sketches back here like i'll just show you like, a few sure uh, these are just like random things that like I've done. Okay, this is like fucking like vest I want to make. Nice. Okay. And it's like a random like coat kind of thing. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. And so like I'll I'll usually like do like a mild sketch of some sort, like really rough. And then um I'm, I'm actually like learning like pattern making right now, like in a class, like to make with your own patterns. But usually what I do is I'll find a piece of clothing that I wanna like somewhat replicate and i'll cut it up like right on the seams and i'll copy that pattern to like pattern paper or whatever and then i'll like like edit it a bit i'll like you know put some seams in or i'll make it like bigger or i'll like i'll I'll, I'll, like change like the whole like look of the garment um and then i'll be like hmm like this would be nice in like a silk or this would be nice in like a linen or like maybe like some like technical fabric um and then I'll just lay it down, cut it out, sew it together. Beautiful. Uh, that's pretty much my, my whole, whole process. Um, and also, like, I, I'm, i like, very beginner at, like, construction. Like, I feel like for me, like, there's, like, this aura of, like, perfectionism that I don't think I'm really ever going to get past, like, no matter how good I get. Because, um, like, where, wherever I'm at, I'm, like, I can do better. Like, I can always do better. And, like... To you, like these shirts, like look well put together, but I see like every imperfection, like every imperfection. I'm like, I can do better. Like, fuck, like I, I should go that better. Mm-hmm. And like, right now, I'm very good at like closing scenes and like, like cutting like certain angles and like, I'm like, I'm trying to like describe a story of someone who like doesn't know like clothing instruction really well. It's like, hmm, that's a good idea though. Like if you were like drawing a picture right and like maybe someone who's really really good at drawing will like know how to like contour and like shade really well and like have like background elements that'll like make the drawing like you can like see like perspective and idea of it and i'm like i'm like square one like i can sew shit together but like there's so much i have to learn like putting like properly like putting on like buttons and proper seam allowance and like darting and just like there's so much that i have to learn that it almost like overwhelms me to a certain aspect mm-hmm. um because like i'm at square one and i want to get to like the best i can be mm-hmm. um is the perfectionism that you experience is it more of the like 
great. This is super motivating. I'm going to keep striving to do better. Is it more of like that stifling perfectionism that's always like on your back and being like, you all never like, why even bother kind of thing? Like what yeah. do you experience? It's like, okay. It's like, I'm excited to learn like one new skill, but it's like in the back of my head, it's like, I have like hundreds of those, like all on there. Like, like I, I, I know what I have to learn. I just, I just have to learn it. <laughs> um, and it's like, it's, it's pretty overwhelming to be honest. Cause like, I, I look at people who I really enjoy. Like this, um, this dude who I talked to once in a while, his, his name is Casper. His brand's gutter TM on Instagram. Um, really look up to his work. It's really, really cool. You guys should check him out. If it's, just, it's at like gutter TM or at like no Casper, you know, uh, really cool dude. And I look at like his work. Cause he, he, he taught himself everything like from square one. And that's where, where I kind of feel like I taught myself everything in like six, seven months. And I'll get people like that who are doing like damn near like, well, he, he is like, like tailoring and like really true pattern making. Um, and there's so much behind that, that it's like the amount of work that someone has to do to get to that level and like dedication and time is like awe-inspiring. Like, any single person, I, I don't care what you make, any person in clothing that like really, really knows color instruction, doing like actual proper like, like, like pattern truing, like really knows their stuff, I respect because it's, it's insane. Absolutely. It's really insane. Um, and I feel like people look at clothing a lot as like somewhat of like a frivolous, or like from like the outside, look at like construction as like, this frivolous endeavor or like, I'm not going to do it. Or like, just like, it, it couldn't be that hard. Like, it's fucked. Yeah. Like before, before I really knew how to make clothes, I'd look at like runway stuff and I'd be like, that's cool, but it's not that cool. And then I look at it now for like someone who like knows how to like sew. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, just like taken back by like the sheer, like, just like drive that like that person had to like design that and make that oh also uh is that hissing in the way no yeah it's fine yeah don't worry about that okay yeah because this like building that i'm in is super old uh it's like an old like textile mill actually oh. and uh the radiators have these like little things that come out of them and like just like hiss and shit so. yeah make that. um but uh dude like i also want to ask you too um like what what drew you into like getting into like the online aspect of fashion because it's kind of it's like a really small circle of people who are like really kind of doing this like like what brought you into it so let me see how i can tie this all together so initially when i kind of got into clothes i started like obviously buying more clothes and then I don't know, just like, I guess sort of like just getting older and stuff. I realized like I look okay in clothes. Like I got a decent build and all that stuff. So I was like, I'm going to start posting like fit pics and stuff. Yeah. And then my Instagram started growing and all that stuff. And then I started the podcast and then I just wanted, I just kind of, it's initially like I have this joke where like, this is the most selfish podcast on the internet because it's just for me. I just want to learn shit and take bits of pe- bits of different people and become a better yeah. person. But that's that's quite honestly that's where it came from like I just wanted to learn from people who I admire their workflow I admire their content creation I admire 
I don't know, I admire something about them and then I'll become a better person as a result. And from this community, I'm so thankful. I've met like people I can call friends that I'm in country, countries I've never been to in like states I've never been to yet. And it's just, it's so insane. Yeah. What like, what's like your workload like? Cause for me, I, I know what my like workflow and certain aspects of it, like what's like when, when you want to like work on something like really hard, like what gets in the way or like what is easy? Ooh. I think anything where I can, I'm making like progress, not necessarily progress. I'm making something that affects someone other than myself, if that makes any sense. So for example, this podcast it is one of those things that I can just, I can work on for like days because yeah. my initial goal was I want to get DM from one person saying I learned X, Y, and Z from my, from your podcast and I'm going to implement it into my life. And then their life becomes better. And I've been fortunate enough to actually receive one of those DMs. And it it was one of those things that just keeps me going. That was, it felt good. Dude, it's insane. I had, I had one kid DM me online and I was like, yo, I'm like a high school student. I really like what you make. Like I, I wish I could be there at one point. And like, I was like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I've been sewing for like six months, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like it's, it's, it's okay, bro. Like, like, you'll be fine. Like, I don't know. It, it felt weird. Like, cause I've, I've seen a lot of like people kind of close to me, like build stuff for themselves, like slowly. Um, and like everyone moves at like different paces and, and everyone's lives are different paces and you know, everyone's different. But it's been really interesting to see, like, people who I'm close with, like, seeing, like, their visions or, like, their work, like, come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the work that they put in uh, and, like, what they give up to, um, they get their time to it. Like, I'm not going to lie, like, making this, like, a little small collection I did of the shirts and stuff, it was the most dedicated I've been to anything, like, in my life ever. No homework, no college application, like no job, nothing. Uh, it, it was literally like a month damn near of like get up in the morning, like do nothing else but work on your clothing and go to bed at midnight. Like it was, it was, it, it, it really taught me and like it, it really humbled me and it made me respect people that have built things for themselves because I was like wow like the like the work it must take like like for, like for example like my father's work as being an artist like the amount of work and time and even like a, maybe like a team bit of luck here and there it takes to like make this a reality um in this day and age in this world is just something I respect so much and it it, it gave me like a small small idea of the amount of work it takes and it, it really humbled me and like I feel like you can kind of relate to that a little bit like in your podcast like if you look at people who are like big like mo- like media moguls through like entertainment that they've built on their own like the amount of work that they've had to put in for like communication ideas like I mean like who who's someone like like you look up to in like the media realm uh no one necessarily comes to mind this is kind of a cop-out answer but everyone I've had on the yeah. podcast thus far Mm, everyone <laughs> wow kind of wow. a cop-out but yeah there you go that's so funny like 
that's not like the weird thing is like I, I feel like everyone enjoys compliments but it's odd like I I have a bad habit of like 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 downplaying a lot of what I do because it's like to me it's like I see every fault like I like every time that I'm sitting here like scrolling through like my phone or like just like looking at like grailed like I see like all the times I'm like bro like get to work like what are you doing and so like to me it just like feels like I can do more whereas like someone from the outside is like wow like he makes cool stuff like I like it and like I feel like I've been having to try to like accept the fact that like that's kind of how things work and like it's healthy to not like just work 24 7. Definitely. And I feel like I kind of perpetuated the opposite sort of agenda. I was very into like hustle culture for like yeah, a yeah. period. And I'm like, you know what? Just fucking grind 24 7. And yeah. that's really not it. Like, yeah. You take a like, break. I think your mental. Sanity. I think. I'm oh, sorry. What's it? I was just saying, you need to take a break every now and then just for your mental sanity. Yeah. Like, seriously, like, um, my one friend, James, uh, uh, we're, we're really close friends. Uh, he runs like a clothing brand um and uh we were talking about like workflow and i was like dude like the amount of work i think it takes for someone to like be successful with like clothing or like any like, creative endeavor i was i was talking about like like workflow and i was like i get so stressed about like every second that like i'm not working towards something it's like i feel like i'm not doing enough and we were talking and he's like that's how the process is like you're never really gonna be fully satisfied in what you're doing and if you are it's not always a good sign you know because i think like this drive of like me like feeling bad about not working hard enough is like the drive i had to even do this in the first place definitely definitely um, when you say that your friend said if you are fully satisfied with your workflow is that sort of like living in the comfort zone kind of thing yeah it's like it's kind of like if you're not scared to like if if you're not like on the if you're not like on the edge i think or like like worrying about like what's next and like you're like this is fine like this is easy i feel like it doesn't produce good work you can like phone it in almost mm -hmm. um like like i mean like i can make like a, a parallel to like my dad's art that he makes like it's been his job for like 60 years and he he was telling me like because he does like gallery shows and art shows and stuff and he's like when i'm stressed for like a gallery show and i need to make like 30 paintings he says that his work isn't always the best because he's like stressed and he he is just like making work just to fulfill like a quantity amount this is like really like working from a standpoint of I want to be creative in my own right. And instead of doing that, he's like filling up like a quantity and isn't, it, it's not true in the essence. It's not like truly like, like what necessarily he wants to put out. It's more of like, you need to do like 20 paintings, like go do them, you know? And like, it rushes you. And um, I don't mean to keep the, on the rant, but I think like a lot of brands like like Craig Green, I think, is a pretty good aspect. And even some seasons of Kiko. Um, and just like a lot of brands overall, um, I feel like their first few collections are like just groundbreaking. Like they're beautiful. Like 2017, 18, 16, 15 Craig. 
um, and like early Kiko, like just like blown away, like beautiful. And then I think it's like, I wouldn't say they get comfortable, but it's like, it doesn't have that, that edge. And I think they always need that edge to keep going in creativity. Thus, if you feel stagnant, your work isn't going to be satisfactory to yourself or to what you put out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people kind of fall into a holding pattern of it. If, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. yeah. And like you were saying with, and, I'm, and I think if you allow yourself to live that holding pattern too much, you're going to fall, fall out of love with your craft. Totally. And like, I mean, I think that's kind of like the pattern for a lot of stuff. Like, like, I mean, it's kind of funny. Like, I, like, I mean, I, I was doing like marketing. Like I, I could have easily just done marketing and just on the job marketing. And just like, I could have easily just like smoked weed all day, and like play video games and just like fucked around and just like hang out with friends and like party and stuff. Like I could have like, that's fine. Like I'm, there's, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, I could have easily done that. But like, I, I wanted to create something. I, I want to make something, express myself. And um, I think like, like I learned a lot of like my, the way I work and my workload and pushing myself. And I think like to push yourself out of that comfort zone to make something, I think you need to always be pushing yourself for that aspect to create good work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, I, I really like the analogies that you use because like, are you aware of Jordan Peterson by any chance? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, have you seen, have you watched a few of his lectures or? I've seen him say stuff here and there, but not, not, not deeply. What about him? Okay. Because he has this analogy of like, the world is essentially split up into chaos and order and order mm-hmm. is like the stuff that you know, and chaos is the stuff that you don't know. And yeah. when you walk that line, that's where like, you get into that state of where like time is going by like super fast. And before you know it, it's 12 o'clock at night. And then yeah made this beautiful thing and it's yeah. just really interesting that you touched on that i like the parallel there yeah yeah i know that that is really in- interesting like i was there talking to my friend will um will is one of my best friends from berkeley moved to alabama it's been in the clothes super long he's like in like tumbler clothing like way back when like when like oswegos were like the coolest shit possible um one of, one of best friends we were talking about like avenues in life and um, we were talking about just like just going into school and just like what people want to do with their lives, and it's like, like I don't, I don't want to bash anybody at all like going to school for something, but it's like I feel like it's it's rare for somebody to have a passion in a creative field and then like really push your own creativity and your workload to even express it um like it's 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 very easy to you know just go to college get a good degree get a good job like that's 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 fine like there's there's no, there's nothing wrong with that no no that like at, at all it's fine but um it's like i feel like it takes like a certain like person to really like say like no like i I, I, I want to try to do something creative or I, I want to try to make something like on my own um, and take that like other pathway in life. Um, yeah, I think it's like, yeah, you touched on this, but, like in creative endeavors, like you there, I don't like, this is just from an outsider, but there's no real rules. And I think yeah. if you go to school, you're taught a bunch of rules and that 
kind of like, but those rules aren't necessary because you yeah. can't not you can't break the rules without knowing them first. I don't really know where I'm going with this, but that's just what popped in my head. Like I, have, I have so much to say about that, man. Like, like, oh my god, I, I had this really good point. I totally forgot. Wait, re re say what you just said. I had, I had like a really good point. I totally forgot it. Oh, what did I say? Um, uh, you were talking about like uh like 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 school teaching you like certain lessons. Yeah. Okay, so then. I think that's interesting because school teaches you a series of rules and like, and I don't, I, from an outsider's perspective, yeah. I don't think there are any rules when it comes to creative endeavors because, well, there are rules, but the reason those rules are put in place is for, for like a visionary or someone new to break those rules in the first place. So. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, um, and like, actually like I had a really good point on that of like for so long, like I really wanted to like make something um so the people in my family are generally creatively inclined but for so long like almost all through high school I was like like I I, f I felt there was like like oh like like I'll know when the right time is to to, to start this or like there'll be a time where like like I'll know I'll start this and I I I didn't <laughs> And I feel like a lot of people always like want to do something creative, but they always feel like there's like a right time or like, like there'll be like a sign when you start it. When like in reality, just, just start. Whatever you're gonna, like, whatever you're gonna do first is gonna be shit. Like pretty good. Like your, your first probably hundred things are gonna be pretty bad. And it's just like, like people always think like, there's like a right time or like it's natural like like you just start doing it like you don't try but like everyone like even like 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 any musician any great musician like the beatles they were like like let's start a band let's start making music their first songs were probably shit uh but like they started and and they and through starting they learned more about their creativity and their workload and they found what they were good at and what they were bad at and if you never just start and never just like on a whim, like paint something or on a whim, just so like a fucking like fabric together, you're never gonna get out of that like cell of like not starting. Um, and that was a big part for me and my family. Like for so long, I was just like, I wanna do something creative. And I felt like I need like a sign or something. Something like silly like that. And just like saying like fuck it, I'm not gonna hang with like my friend today. I'm just gonna start like selling or something, drawing or something. Like, exactly. Yeah, there's this quote that comes to mind. I don't know who it's from or if it, like I doubt I made it up, but it's like everything you need to improve your current situation exists in the present moment. So just fucking get exactly. your done now. <laughs> like exactly. Yeah. Like that's that's so true. And I like I feel like so many people are like like held and like myself too is is held to like oh, like, I'll do that tomorrow. We're like, oh, like, yeah, like, when my classes are over, I'll do that. Or like, yeah, when, like, the semester's over, I'll do that. And, like, especially, like, creatively, it's like, no, just just do it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's, like, the advice that I'll give to any, any person, I don't care how old you are, any, any situation, anybody who wants to, like, do whatever. I mean, I, I know mostly about creative aspects, but any field, like, media, entrepreneurship, like business, investments, uh, like drawing, art, anything. Like if you're not doing it right now, 
just start just just start doing it like first the first item i made was just like no no the first thing i ever made was i took just like the back of these denim like like the back pockets of denim pants and just put them on like the knees okay like 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 my my first thing like ever and like is that gonna change the world is that can even sell do i do i like that no but like it started like i learned about sewing i i learned about stuff and i feel like if you never start you're never gonna get anywhere yeah yeah i don't know interesting stuff man yeah seriously I got this stupid fucking hustle culture tattoo. I have like the word now written here. Really? It just gave me more reasons like why it wasn't a bad decision. Yeah, that's so funny. Like I, I think hustle culture is important uh, for a lot of people. Mm. Um, but I think, I mean, I, I do too, but I think it's really easy to get like lost in hustle culture. Like it's, it's really easy to like be like, hey man, like you want to hang today? And they're like, nah, man, like, I'm like, I'm like establishing my stock portfolio, you know, I'm getting like passive income, like I can't hang today. And just like that, like constant, like, like you need to be working. I feel like it's, it's really unhealthy for the most part. And like, I think like to be successful in anything, you, you need to put in like unreasonable amounts of work, but also too, it's like, like you either do that or you or you don't like constantly like grinding and getting yourself in like a ball of anxiety about that isn't worth like your time it's like either like you're gonna do it or not yeah it doesn't matter about like grinding your like mental stability way exactly and i feel like those few hours that you put in to like make an extra 25 cents in your etf isn't gonna like benefit your life 50 yeah. years down the line and you're going to be 50 years older and then you won't have the ability or the capacity or the time even to do those things that you should or would rather be doing i don't, I don't know where i'm going with this but yeah well um, it's, it's 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 kind of like a very like common you know thread. it's like there's like an, an analogy i've heard of like like parents will grow up their entire life working 24 7 to like to like try to make more money for their like children you know like like just like people who are like obsessed with work that like forget about like their kids you know or like forget about like their youth um or like waste away like their youth um and it's just kind of like it's really easy to like let let time and let experiences and let life slip by while you're clouded with this aspect of like i need to be like a like a drop shipper entrepreneur mm-hmm. i need to start like a like a like a youtube channel explaining like drop shipping like it's it's really easy to get like caught up in like the grind and have it like not get anywhere and then look back and being like wow i could put those resources in better areas mm-hmm. um i read this book called like high performance habits i'm not sure if you've heard of it or if no, you haven't but actually i don't even know if it was from that book but basically there's like a couple aspects of life where you sh- where like you should strive for optimal performance. Maybe it's like mm-hmm. your health, say, like these are just my, for example, they're coming to my head. So like, let's say health, family life, work, and then creativity, right? Yeah. If you optimize one to the absolute max, a la hustle culture, and you let yeah. the other things fall by the wayside, you're not a success. You've succeeded in 25% of life. 
Yeah. Who cares? Because your kids don't, your kids don't have their dad or their, yeah. or their your health is yeah. not. And you're like stuck in a whole pattern of work and then you haven't grown as a person. Yeah. Like, I think it's, I think it's really possible to, to balance life. I, I think it's really possible, but also like what I've like seen from a lot of people uh, personally and just, you know, through the internet and stuff, like, there are going to be a lot of things that you're going to need to give up to be successful creatively. Like you're going to maybe need to give up like dating that girl, or you're going to maybe need to give up like partying or hang with your friends a lot. Like you're, you're going to or like maybe you're like school, like you're going to need to give up a lot to be successful in any creative field. And like, they're going to be, I mean, Hey, I'm, I'm like right dead center in, in the middle of that. So my advice is baseless, but it's like, um there's gonna come like a time when you're in the middle of that and you're gonna be like what's the point of this like is this worth it like like working towards something and it's like there are times like when you have to like evaluate like is this idea like worth this effort because like dude like when i was selling my like collection i mean i i've 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 seen like you've seen it right um when i was selling my collection it was like there's a time where i was like for days straight just woke up and just so so I went to bed, like cutting the solo into bed, like didn't talk to friends, didn't go outside, just like made my clothes. And I was like, what's the point of this? Like, is this worth it? Like, why am I doing this? Like, I, I haven't sold anything. I haven't put anything out. Like, what am I doing? And as I was like, should I just quit? Like school's gonna start soon. Should I just like stop this and like do this later? I'm like, no, like, I, I, I need to finish this. And like, I saw it to fruition. And, um, and like, you know, I didn't make like a million dollars from it. I didn't like make tons of money or anything, but like, I, I finished it. And like, like, like what, like this, this like collection has taught me like a lot really about like my workload. Like it, it, it taught me that like my ideas that I have creatively, like are worth expressing and are something that isn't like frivolous and something that people enjoy as well as I enjoy making. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really easy to like think of it as a waste. Like, like I remember like when I was doing my collection, I'd go downstairs and, and my my mom was like, oh Sam, like shouldn't you be working on school? Like how's your school going? And I'm like, mom, like I need to I need to finish this. And uh, she's like, why? Like just 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 do some school. I'm like, no, like I, I, I need to finish this. And um it 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 made me like really realize a lot about like workload and, and and effort and like seeing something to the end of it no matter what mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm 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 happy it sold well like i i i damn near sold out of everything my first time selling like any item of clothing like that was that was cool mm-hmm. but the biggest thing was like my ideas being um like valid and worth it to not just me how did you sort of find the drive to during those nights? How did you sort of find the drive to like end up finishing the collection? Because honestly, it pains me to think of how many individuals quit projects just because they're like, fuck it. It's no one cares. What, what really helped me push through it was like, like it, it was a lot of things, but one of the bigger ones is probably like, I've put so much time into this. Just finish it. Like literally, dude. When I was doing the pictures for my collection, the ones that I have up, like on my, like, 
Um, I that I got up at 8 a.m. and was going to have my friends come over at like 12 for the pictures. And I was, I probably like, I, I pounded in all the buttons for the shirt and four more shirts like that morning. Like up in my room, like I'm like fucking like, pounding on the floor, like bashing my like floor, like getting the pounding things in. And like, I finished my last shirt and my friend calls me. He's like, we're here. And I'm like, bro, I, I didn't press this shit. Fuck. And then like, like, it, it, it taught me like the rush of it all. Like, like it's going to be like work. Like, and um, uh, I hope I answered your question, but like um, it was, it, 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 it was like, it was, it was, it was stressful. And it was like, there, there were times where I was like, what am I doing? Like, this isn't worth it. And I was like, I put so much time into this. Like, why not just, just finish it out? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of amazing. I'm not sure if you're going to agree with me on this, but I believe that creativity is something that almost happens of its own accord. So, mm-hmm. and, but, but, but like that being said, there are certain habits and things that you can do to ensure that those moments happen more often, if that makes any sense. So I was wondering mm-hmm. if you had any of those, like any habits that you do to keep yourself creative. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, for me, I like to like put myself in places where I can like get really deep into my like creative drive. Like, I don't know what it is for you, but for me, it's like, I'm alone in my room, like drinking coffee or like water or something. And I'm like looking at clothes online or just like art online. It's like something online, like alone in my room without like any outside influence. Um, and it helps me get in this like like headspace of like, you can do it. Like, like gives me like inspiration, gives me like hope, gives me ideas. Uh, what's it like for you? For me, it's like, I, yeah, again, I think it's your video at your point. I believe environment is so important. Like, yeah. I, like oh. I make sure I do all my work in one room because it should, I, I believe in compartmentalizing all of your different like activities for the day. So like I only, in yeah. my, I only sleep, right? And like in this room, I work. That's 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 all that happens. So like I believe in that, and I believe, I believe just having one space where creative ideas have happened in the past allows them to happen in the same place in the future. Yeah. So, a little bit of a cheat, but I have a few plants <laughs> here as well. Wow. These keep these kind of keep me sane as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's really that was like the pandemic. I got a bunch of plants that kind of helps yeah. with creativity. Um, also meditating kind of like kind of really, really? And all that stuff but meditating no meditation's good been invaluable for me like 10 minutes a day it's been amazing yeah a really good thing too i think that like i've realized in it and i you can probably relate to this is like like when you hit that wall of like you're just like you're just tired like go go and do someone else like yeah. like for me it's like working out like go run go for a bike ride go like go to the gym or like lift or something um just like get off it because i think it's really easy to like i mean even like in in school like you can probably go like this of where like you get to a point where like you're doing so much work that you're almost like in a like, tunnel vision and you're not really producing like satisfactory work like even good work you're just kind of doing it and i think you need like step away from a while to um kind of get back into like the present exactly another book i read i can't 
I need to get better at remembering the titles of books yeah. I read. Like, they were saying that, like... I need to get better at reading. <laughs> I never read. Yeah. No, but, like, they were saying that, like, when you're tackling a problem, your, un- your conscious and your unconscious mind go to work on the problem. Mm. But then if it's like a problem that you kind of get stuck on your brain sort of like has this there's this pattern that happens in your brain where it gets fixated on unfinished tasks and mm. if you switch up your tasks your conscious mind is obviously focusing on the task that you switch to but your unconscious mind is still processing the previous task so you're likely to produce quality work coming back to it after you take a break and i don't remember where that's from and it's going to kill me until i figure it out interesting i i, I really like that mm-hmm. that's 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 really good yeah like and the importance of coming back to something is really important. Like, I've I've seen my dad like paint in the other room there in the studio, and um. He'll he'll like paint for like a few hours and then like have to quit, and like I'll like talk to him about it, and um, you know, tell me like like the importance of like walking away from work for a while. It gives like a fresh perspective coming back. Like for me, like a really weird thing about my clothes is, I will sew them for so long, like just for like hours. And I'll be like, this is kind of fucking stupid. Like, this looks ugly. And then I'll, like, go to bed and, like, you know, get up and have breakfast and stuff. And I'll come back up and I'll be like, kind of cool. Like, whoa. Like, and, like, you, you, you get, like, tired and, like, it gets old of seeing, like, whatever, like, you're writing or if you're drawing. And coming back later, it can give you, like, a really fresh perspective on it. And, like, you know, drive you to do more good work, too. I believe that's your unconscious mind. Just keep working on the same problem and then you'd come to a solution to it without even yeah. about it. I, I believe that's what that is. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it, it, it's like, I've always been really caught up in this like idea of, you know, when you see like, like a really cool like building or like a really cool like, graphic or shirt. Um, for like the first time and it's like, like new to you and you're like, whoa, like this is like totally new. And like, once you get more familiar with it, you it, it it loses like it's like it, it's like when like first time like like dating somebody like it's like like fresh like super fresh like right in your mind and like as you start getting like know them more like you can start to like take stuff like for granted almost yeah and then like when you like look back on like what you made or like like art or like a shirt or a drawing or even like some like homework thing um with like a new set of eyes it, it can almost be that like first perspective and um it can like really like like open up to like really see your ideas without bias and really see it like just how someone that hasn't been doing it all day would see it as um humans love novelty man yeah i believe that's i believe that's the reason that the fashion world moves so quickly because people like and back to the dating example right like that's that's the reason why people cheat. I would assume they want the novelty. That's the reason why yeah. porn is addicting. People like novelty. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like that like like quick like that quick boost that is like satisfying. Yeah, yeah. And Again, another book that I read. It, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, you're good, man. You're good. Yeah. So like another another book that I read. It was saying that like the way that the dopamine sort of works in the brain. I bu- fucking hell these books i'm gonna send you a i'm gonna text i'm gonna text you a photo of all the books i've read and i'm or you gonna have to do all of them and find which books have these points because yeah. i really I, I, I you would enjoy reading these i think yeah he was talking about the dopamine pathway and it was like in a study of rats or something and the rats got more of a dopamine spike in anticipation of 
getting the reward than actually receiving the reward in itself, which was really interesting. Because hum- mm. like, humans and rat, like we love the it's the novelty that like, causes it, not just the stimulus itself. Yeah, that's really interesting. Like, I think that's like really common. Actually, that's like a really good point to bounce off of is like, um, I think like just like social media and like being online, I feel like it, and like for, for like, I, I have really bad ADHD and ADD. So I like cannot focus and kind of like retain any information, like very sporadic. And I think like social media now has made a lot of people, like if something doesn't come like instantly or they're not like stimulated like 24 seven, or like they're not, they're not like, they're not, like it's not like like fast like movie like they're not like stimulated constantly, um. They can like get bored and want to like move on to something else. Like for example, like like for me, it's like I literally like feel the difference between like when I'm on my phone like scrolling through it for hours, and then like I put my phone down and I'm like, this is boring. I want to like go watch YouTube, you know, versus like maybe like if I get up in the morning. And I don't check my phone, and I just like go go downstairs and like sit and like drink some coffee. I'll be much more like happy in like the present, like watching time pass by, like with my own eyes and seeing it, versus like, oh wow, it's like some girl on Instagram, like whoa, it's like a car on Instagram, like cool. Like I'll be much more happier with like the passing of time when I'm like there, versus like it needing to be filled with stimuli. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, like. Like back to meditation a little bit like if yeah. i like i had this i had i have this habit of watching youtube or scrolling instagram first thing in the morning and it fucks yeah. up my meditation later yeah, on it so does but like yeah, yeah. so I, I need to get better at that definitely start with like a fresh set of fresh brain kind of thing almost yeah like i have this like really weird part of my personality where i will um all like weirdly kind of just like shut off for like a few days like my friends will like text me or like people like DM me and I just like won't respond for like days. And um, it's almost like, like, like a break. Like you get like stressed about like having like an obligation online and you almost like freeze and be like, oh, like I don't want to go on it. I don't want to like, answer it. I want to just like, just like sit. I just want to just like do my homework. I just want to like be outside. Like an obligation to sort of, for you to move at the same pace as social media wants you to move to be keep up with current events kind of thing. Yeah, I've I've really loved seeing like people realizing how detrimental social media is. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you know like like that that theory of like social media being like really bad has been around for like a long time. But I really loved seeing it become more prominent in the past like three four years. Because I've, it's been a big roller coaster for me, to be honest. Like, there were like patterns in my life where like I would be on my phone for like nine hours a day. Like, like long amount of time. Like, like back in high school, I'd like shop for clothes online. I, I, I wouldn't buy them all these, but I'd shop for clothes online for like 10 hours sometimes. Like, all day. Through like from Japan, yeah, I was like, like just scroll through everything all day. And, like it was just really unhealthy and like I got done I like, didn't feel good mm-hmm. um and like I realized that like you're more happy in life when you're like staring at the present and not influenced by all these 
ideas and other words around you and you can just think for yourself mm-hmm. yeah back to books again um another book that i read another book that i read might have been the same one as the other two they yeah. were saying that like the only thing that matters is the present moment and depression, yeah. I, I i again this is i do not believe this is true but they said <laughs> depression comes from living in the past and anxiety comes from living in the future yeah like, living in the now is like the best place to be kind of thing i don't know yeah it 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 totally is like um like i i i feel a difference when i'm on my phone all day versus when i'm just like off of it like doing work or like, going for like a little bike ride um, i think like covid restrictions has really brought that out because like things are closed and you can't go anywhere and your school is in person and nothing's in person and you're just like, isolated and i feel like a lot more people have realized because they've, they've been having to rely on their phones for entertainment or like netflix or something i feel like a lot of people have like realized like how like bad it feels to like just do that all day you know like, it, it, like if you go for like a bike ride like 10 miles you'll feel great like all day in your phone for 10 hours you'll be like what the fuck did i just do yeah you know yeah. and like i feel like that can be applied in just like smaller aspects and like i'm i'm worried about the future in that aspect because i never see smartphones or social media ever going away but what i'm hoping for is like it doesn't damage our generation too much um because I've had a fight with it, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's, like, I definitely have, like, a phone addiction. Like, social media addiction for, like, a long time. Um, and I still fight with it. And it's, like, a, I mean, like, what, what's your view on it? Like, have you ever had any, like? Uh, I, I may have. I, ha- I honestly haven't even thought of it. But I'm at the point where I'm at now. I am on my phone a lot more than I would probably like. But I... Yeah. This could just be my brain justifying it, but I believe it is more productive because mm. I'm like responding to emails. I'm doing school stuff. I'm like trying to get like stuff with the podcast. And yeah, that, yeah I am on my phone more, but I am more productive. I could be just kidding myself though. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, I think there's like a really healthy aspect to it. Cause like for me, like I'm in a very privileged position to where I'm like here with, with my family right now. I mean, they're not here, but like I'm in their you know space, and um, I I don't, I don't have to pay rent here, and I don't have like a car or anything. Uh, thus, I don't like need to be like making money. Like I, I don't really like I don't have like costs, so I'm in a really good position of where like I just have school, and once school is done, do whatever I want, and it's been fun. But I've had a battle a ton with my time. Because it's really easy to let days fly by and you get nothing done and you don't go outside and you don't see anybody. And I feel like it's, it's like kind of like COVID in itself too, but just like, I'm interested to like know about your time management, but for my time management, I wouldn't really fight with it. You know, growing up with ADHD and growing up with being like sporadic and like not always the best organized of dealing with my workload and time management. I mean, like, how do you deal with yours? Um, I, everyone says this, but I'm, I'm a bad procrastinator. So I'm guessing yeah, here, man. Yeah. One of the ways I've, I've started to sort of address the problem is I know that I do not work well. Like when I'm rushing, like I'll mm. get, I just, it just won't be like of my best quality. 
Yeah. What I do to sort of combat that is I'll try and be awake for more hours of the day to sort of allow for more time of this sort of medium quality work because that's pretty yeah. much I can't sustain a high level of work for longer than like two hours or whatever. Yeah, same here. Yeah. So I'll have more time sustaining this medium or like medium low level of like constant workflow throughout the day for like 15, 14 hours. And then that will ensure that I'll get more done during like those amount of that amount of time than I would if I only had like, let's say a 10 hour day and I grinded for that long. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's something really interesting too is like, like, I mean, it's this kind of back into like social media, but kind of like, like you never see people like, like, I mean, like you never, you know, saw me when I'm like sitting here talking to like my teacher about like some stupid like essay project or like me, like, tying my shoes, like putting my pants on, like it's like like normal stuff. Like you only see like the work or like you see like, you see like what people want to show you and want to tell you. And I feel like, especially during COVID it's made a lot of people insecure about their daily lives because they don't have a ton that like is like going on. Um, well, I, I, I mean going on, but they don't have a ton that like sticks them to like a schedule really. And so, um, they see these people and they're like, oh, look, they're grinding, they're doing this, they're doing this, they're doing that. And they don't realize that like those people fight the same problems you do with productivity and work and being like they're not doing enough and, you know, like all the same anxiety and, you know, personal issues. Yeah. It's just they're showing you what they want to show you. Definitely, yeah. And it's, um, it sucks that we're, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if I should say it sucks, but we live we live in a society where that sort of media highlight reel is is the thing that's going to allow you to grow and allow you to reach other people and allow you to yeah. use media to its greatest extent like i don't know if that's a good yeah. thing if it's a bad thing yeah. I, I i believe it is an i believe it's a net negative but people can use it in different ways right yeah totally like um like for me like at least in in my work like i've been going to school for like 3 years yeah 3 years and I've learned more outside of school than I have in school, like not even close, like socially, <clears throat> like socially, um, um, just like creatively, mentally. Um, I've learned way more like outside of school than I really have like, in, in school. Like taught, taught myself how to sew in like seven months. Uh, all this cool stuff in this time um and like all, all these all these concepts and ideas in this time and, like, shout all, out to mark twain don't let school get in the way of your education that's that, that's like fucking truth man like, like i mean i know i reference back to this a lot but it's like a big inspiration it's like my my dad's work is like he he went to an art college out in uh la in pastina um he's he's from here but he went to art center out in pastina and um he dropped out after two years um, and, you know, school is also a really big other aspect of life that I've kind of had a battle with, you know, like I was, I was going to transfer like last semester, I was really set on that. And then, you know, didn't really seem worth it. A bunch of other things. Like that. Anyway, I think like a lot of people like equate school to like success or equate school to like, like they equate school to where they are in life and like their happiness and where they're going to be. 
And for, for some people, you know, that's, that's true. For people who are going for like finding the answer, get a marketing degree and you go out and you just work marketing your, your, your whole life. That's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But like, I think there are so many different more avenues in life that people aren't exposed to and are even sometimes like stigmatized for because they're not like in school or they're not in school. They find like a different path in life in school. Um, personally for me, I, I wish I would have taken like some sort of time off, like some, some, some sort of gap year, like a year off because I went straight from high school to college, not one gap time. Um, and like there are so many different avenues in life you can take if you work hard, if you try, if you're a good networker and you have good communication skills and curse stuff out there, there's so many different avenues like you can take in life that aren't school. Mm. Just come later. But there's so many different avenues in life that aren't involving school that I wish people would really talk about more and tell young people and have them accept that as a reality. Because um, I think a lot of kids are pushed into school and they get out and they're like, what am I doing? Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be a businessman. I don't want like, I don't want to do this. And they were blinded for four years straight by like work or their degree or friends or partying, but they never like really sat back and took time to ask themselves, like, is this really what I want to be doing? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe like you could relate to that with like friends or maybe even yourself. Like, um, I don't know. It's kind of going through the paces and not really like sitting back and doing like, is this what I really want? And not like not not everyone has that what they really want either, but um, most people do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, like I, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Sorry. Could you like relate to that at all? I'm just thinking now, like I don't know what I want to do with my life. I love yeah. I love fitness, right? And I believe that could be a viable career path for right me here. to have that. Like, long story short, like I messed up my back and I managed to fix it, and I want to do that for mm-hmm. other people. Right? That was my ankle, man. That yeah. Was my ankle. Yeah, man. I'm a. I mean, I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, I'm. I'm super into like all like athletic stuff. Like, um, a big inspiration for me is uh, like running gear and like outdoor gear. Um, that's the issue where like brought me mainly into clothing was like tech wear and stuff. Um, uh, I I love running. Like I love running. I love mountain biking. I love snowboarding. I love like weightlifting. Um, and uh, I think like that's given me a lot of inspiration in like my own life but it's also like really let me like it's it's good for like your mental health and it's good for a lot of things you know beyond just being fit um it creates like a better like atmosphere for yourself um i don't really know what the point that i was getting at (laughs) there um but uh like i remember i broke my ankle uh last about this time last year and had to get surgery and it was a big like Thing. First time that I ever broke a bone, by the way. And uh, like that downtime, like honestly, made me really like get serious about like what I really wanted to do. Because it was it was COVID and I couldn't do anything and I couldn't like move. I was there, and like I really sat like in my room, just like alone for like months. And I was just like, what do I really want to do with my life? Like, do I really want to do this? Was it and, sort of like an identity crisis? Like you were like, you're, I'm a runner, I'm, I'm, I'm a runner. And then you, you had that taken away from you and then you have to yeah. reframe. Is that, is that sort of what it was or? Yeah. Like a big part of like my life is like, you know, being outside and like thrifting, going, doing things. And I mean, you know, 
for everyone's lives pretty much too but like like a bit like just like you know like like working out going outside like seeing things and when i couldn't do that i mean like 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 clothes too like you know part of getting dressed is you know being outside going to school going to a job seeing friends and it was like lockdown then too so i couldn't go outside and do anything and all my friends were like gone like they were in san francisco and um it was a lot of like nights just like alone i was like what do i like really really want to do and like you know maybe if it wasn't covid maybe if it wasn't this or that maybe i wouldn't have necessarily gotten serious and really realized that um about like what i really enjoy and what i really want to do and um i don't know how i really would tie that back to running but i think like outlets like that really change your frame of mind and maybe if i wasn't in that frame of mind maybe i wouldn't be so serious about this definitely man it's just it's funny how life works isn't it it's insane like butterfly effect kind of thing whatever it's it, called. it really is like i mean like dude like for example like this time last year i applied to like parsons fit and pratt like for for transfers and i was like super excited i was like yeah like i, I want to go i really want to go like it was cool and i got into all of them um it wasn't like that issue but um you know it was like it was time it was covid like i did like four more years like all over again and it was like time it was covid uh they're like 70k a year too uh it was like a lot of stuff built up but it was like you know like maybe if code wasn't a thing maybe i didn't break my ankle uh maybe it would have been different maybe it would have gone and maybe that would change my life you know maybe i would have gotten like hit by a bus in new york and died like <laughs> <laughs> like maybe we've gone there and found that out that I don't like clothing or like I don't really love fashion as much as I thought I did and it's like like every kind of action in your life like has a certain effect on your future and I feel like all you can do is make smart decisions in the moment and everything beyond that is kind of related to what you choose mm-hmm. you know I don't mean to like refute your point, but you said that like maybe you would have gone somewhere and you would have found you're not really into fashion. I, I, I personally don't believe, I believe that like, not that like everything's predetermined not to get too deep, but I feel like you would have still gotten into fashion just like maybe later on down the line or in a different way or something. Just... Yeah, yeah. I mean like, like, like hell yeah. Like, like I, I definitely would have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really do enjoy it, but like school for me has been like a very big aspect of it. Um, like. Cause like the school I'm going to now, I, I just switched in for apparel design and product design. Um, cause it's, it's much more up my alley, but, uh, I don't know. I, I've, I've had a very odd relationship with, with school. Um, I feel like as someone who school is important to, I feel like it's like, you have this like weird stigma around like, you're not going to like central St. Martin's, like you're not going to become like successful or like, you're not going to Parsons or like, you're not going to like UCLA or some shit. Like you're not going to be like, like, successful i'm like it's just, it's just bullshit it's not mm-hmm. true like it's you're like, creating sort of glass ceilings for yourself like you're only going to get this far because you didn't go to yeah. school kind of thing yeah like one of my favorite designers this dude i mean you might know him what's your name uh evan canori you know name's familiar but yeah uh makes really cool work one of my favorites um and you even like like working people like that but like this evan canori guy went to my school uh san francisco state university go gators and um, he went to my school for eight years, got a degree in like French and philosophy. Huh. And was just like, nah. And then went for like a summer program for fashion in San Francisco. 
and it's like his brand's in like Dover Street now. Like it's, wow. He's he's on. <laughs> um, and like 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 I mean you know everyone's life is different, but I'm just saying like like they're just like like okay or, or for example like I know people who have gone to Parsons. Uh, we actually have a family friend that went. They paid 400k for her daughter for four years to go to Parsons, like half a million dollars, and she got a degree in fashion. Doesn't want to do it. Isn't real estate now? You know. Uh, there's many different like avenues people's lives can take that like I think like pinning it to like a school or pinning it to like maybe someone's dropped out right now and they're not doing school. Pinning it to like what right now or like where you are or like you're gonna always be this way is so closed-minded I think. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like what's like your relationship with with school Ben? Because I know you took some gap time off like, like you took some gap time off you said like what's your relationship with that? Uh, during the first two years when I was actually at university, I kind of lost, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just like, I'm slightly smart in science. I'm going to become a science student. I'm going to become a vet. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And I don't know, going back to the whole thing, like I messed up my back and I'm like, I need to be yeah. because I don't trust physiotherapists because they're all really garbage. I don't want to have like a chiropractor crack my back and have to rely on a chiropractor for the rest of my life. Yeah. To release the pain. So from like a year of research, I somehow managed to fix it. And now I'm like better than ever. Wow. And I kind of, I sort of realized I, I had my like end goal in mind. I'm like, I want to create this relief for other people and like get people back into the things that they love doing. And then mm-hmm. that sort of, put me in the right headspace to actually like tackle school with more fervor or whatever the word is and yeah. actually be like okay this is what I this is what I want to do now and I'm gonna yeah. push for it and whatever happens it's gonna happen kind of thing yeah yeah it's like I remember um uh like I don't know I I, I think college in general is a very weird like it's almost like like a social stigma of like you need to be going to school or like you need to be doing this like you're not satisfied and like i i i like i wish i could go back and tell my high school self like i mean okay like i i love that i went to san francisco i i grew so much there i love san francisco i love california like i i, I don't mind my school but um i really wish i would have gone back to my personal self then and been like don't feel pressured to like go anywhere uh go do what you want you have time to figure it out like i have a, I have a really good friend his name is elliot guzman uh he's friends with uh, like ezra and carson those guys he's younger than me by like two years and went to school for like a year or so um and then was like i want to take time off i want to get better at guitar and he, he's like 18 he doesn't even be in school he's 18 like he's like years to figure it out like i've I, it's who are like 22, 23, going to the first year of college, you know? And like, I wish it was more common for people to take three, two, three years off of high school to figure out what they really want to do and then go to college versus having all these kids go to college, make this decision when they're 18, go to college, get out four years later when they're 24, 23, and be lost not not what they want to do and feel like 
there that time there was rushed and wasted and um, not utilized better. Um, yeah, yeah, that's precise. I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I think school is very important. I, I, I don't disvalue school, but I think, um, especially America, really needs to like rethink pressuring people to go into school. Because every kid I know says the, the, the same thing. Every single kid, me and my brother, like a big thing for me too is like my brother is a electrical engineer went to St. Thomas here in Minnesota, and he got out and held a stable job his entire life. He's a fucking engineer, but it's like I can tell like he doesn't like it really that much. And it's like you're 23, like you're gonna be alive for a lot longer, man. Do you really want to be doing this for your whole life? And like, I think also like there are, you know, people are satisfied with that. That's fine. And also like, there are circumstances to where like, you maybe didn't grow up as privileged as me. And that's like what you want. And that's success to you, which is great. Like, like I mean, that's totally fine. Everyone has different opinions. And um, I think like people's values are totally different. But it's just like, for me, it's like, I want to push to try to do what I want to do in life and be happy with what I want to do until I know that's impossible. And mm -hmm. then figure a different path. Like, um, yeah, just kind of push for what I want until I 100% know it's not possible or it is possible and I can do it. Interesting, man, interesting. Wait, sorry, like you might like, when you try something new, push for it and try and make it happen until you realize that you can't or realize it's impossible. Yeah, kind of. It's like if you want to be like a like a musician in a band, you know, like try to push for it as long as you can. And keep practicing. And keep keep trying to network and keep trying to become successful in it until you 100% know you can. Mm. No, you can't. Or maybe you have no money. Or maybe you know you're on your own and you don't have family to help you. Or like circumstances where like, okay, like, okay, like, I need to you know go back to school. I need to you know change my career path or, or vice versa like i mean I don't, I don't know if you're a fan of him but uh jerry lorenzo the fear of god you know sorry for god he got his like uh undergrad in business administration uh worked for a while then got his master's in business administration worked for business for like some baseball team shit for a while just like normal jobs and it was like i'd want to i want to close um yeah, same with like Matthew Williams of Elite. Went to college for a while, dropped out, started working on his friend's brand. You know, just like, I don't know. There's so many different items people can take in life that I think like judging someone on what they're doing, like when they're between 20 and 25 is pretty close-minded. Definitely, definitely. This is something that like, I, I wish I learned so much sooner, but I think again, during that age of like, say fucking 16 to 25, say, oh. I believe like you shouldn't say no to a single opportunity that's given to you. Yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah, totally, 100%. Or just like, even just like trying something new. Um, yeah, like just, just like, I think like trying new things and just trying what's out of your comfort zone. Even if you just do it once and like stop, like just trying things when you're between the ages of like 15 and like 24, just, just, just do it. Like it's nothing back. Um, Don't be afraid to fail. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like 
would you rather be, you know, thinking about trying something your whole life and then missing your chance? Or would you rather, you know, start it and realize that this isn't for me and find a, another path in life, you know? Um, yeah, I think like a lot of kids just need to, well, kids, like, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty young still. So I think mean, people just need to just start doing things more. Like I, I, have, I have so many friends that are like, I want to start sewing. Like I want to start like making stuff or like, I want to make my clothes. It's like, dude, just, just, just do it. You know, I'm not getting paid by Nike, but like, just do it. Yes. <laughs> I think it's in your way. Like, I don't know. And like, I think there are certain circumstances, you know, I'm, I'm very privileged to be where I am um, with my resources that I have for my family. But like, I think if you're in a place to where you have free time and where you can create, where you may be not worried about like, where your paycheck is coming from or where if you can even get food, like if you have like the privilege of time and the privilege of like, you know, like funds to live your day to day life, I think like try anything you want. I, I think it's important. Really kind of whatever you want to a safe level. And COVID has kind of given us that opportunity for a lot of us. Dude, like that's one that I've really noticed is like, I feel like COVID has really made and me myself too, but I think it's made a ton of people really like sit back and they're like, is this what I really want to do? Because I feel like people could get really distracted before like, oh, like I'm going camping with my friend or like, I'm gonna go party with my friend or like, oh, I need to work on this marketing job so I can get this like new boat or this like new Porsche or something. And it made like, a lot of people like really sit back and realize like what they really want to do and like what they really want to get out of their lives. Because mm-hmm. um, I think it's really easy to, to get kind of caught up in like daily life and just kind of keep like blindly moving forward and not really sit back and analyze yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I was basically about to say that. I'm like, yeah. you're kind of like with like when when life was normal, you were had your ta- yeah, you had your tasks, and then yeah. you had your distractions, and those yeah. distractions stopped you from taking a deep look and realizing, are the tasks that I have to do really something that I want to do? And now we have yeah. to do that thinking. A lot of people aren't comfortable with doing that thinking, but we have yeah. the time. You can make the most of it if you want to. Yeah. And it's like, like, I, I don't, I don't see, like, I don't think of anyone like I, someone who maybe isn't like ambitious creatively or ambitious in a business sense. That's not a bad thing. Like I, like, I don't want people to think that like I look down on somebody who isn't like working 24 seven or isn't like driven creatively. Like I, I'm, I don't look down on those people, you know, like I, I'm, I'm not trying to say that, but I'm trying more to like, say like, that I think for a lot of people like you and me, COVID has really made us like reflect on like what we're doing daily. And like, is this really what we want to put our energy towards? Um, And I actually had like a really good point too. Like honestly, man, during this quarantine, I've grown like a lot as like a young adult. And I kind of want to know more about how you've grown too, because we're the same age. Mm -hmm. Like how you've grown like emotionally or just socially, you know, through being with yourself for so long? Uh, I think this has all like been like a long time coming, but uh, just I'm more mindful. Like I used to be a very reactive person Hmm. and it's a lot less of that now. Like there's like a clarity to like everything. Interesting. I used to like, 
How do I how do I word this without sounding like a sociopath? <laughs> Which I very well may be. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. There's I believe like when you're younger, you believe that the world sort of revolves around you. And yeah. every bad thing that happens to you is like is maliciously there to like mess you up kind of thing. So like I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah. you I don't know. Like, I don't know what if it's quarantine or if it's just getting old, but like yeah. you kind of realize that the world isn't necessarily out to get you. And like yeah. shit that happens doesn't isn't it's selfish to think that the shit that happens that affects you negatively was yeah. there to hold you back or like tie you down or whatever analogy you want to use there. Interesting. I believe like meditate like meditating more often and even reading has been absolutely invaluable in that progression for myself interesting that's such like a interesting like you know take like i i have a very big difference on like how i've kind of seen the world and that's like really like i only that i've i've always loved is like i see things a, a certain way but no one sees the world the way i do nope i don't see the world the same way you do and i love hearing people explain like their outlooks and their ideas about life to me because it's always like eye-opening and different mm. um tell me yours man if you feel comfortable sharing like how did oh, you totally. I, I i really love hearing your take it's, it's really interesting like for for me um i'm i mean this isn't like really like relate too much but um uh i'm like my family is like not religious at all my parents are atheists and I, I share the same view. Um, and like my point being of that is like, you know, I I think you just like my outlook on life is like you just, you know, live and and die. And whatever happens in between there is, you know, there can be luck and bad things can happen, but I think it's really up to you what you do with that. And the way I look at like other people in situations is I never think like anybody's being malicious or anybody's trying to like hold me down or anything. It's like all on me. And I, I, I think you can see the world as like a mindset, you know, if your mindset is like, like, Oh, like that bitch Karen looked at me the wrong way. Like, fuck her. Um, or, or like, or like my mom didn't pay for my art school. She held me back. It's her fault. I think it's all about like a mindset in in life and if you look at it in the way of like maybe like more free-flowing and easy of like everything happens for a certain reason and that every action that happens to you isn't always something you can fully control and all you can really do is focus on yourself and your actions and you can't control what's around you or how people act towards you i think you get a much more fulfilled life like for me personally i um in high school middle school i was super quiet very quiet didn't talk really shy uh just super not confident and as I went to college and I met more people, what I realized was people are gonna like you for who you are and nothing more. And so 
why not just be a hundred percent yourself when you're meeting people? Um, Cause they're gonna like you or not. And why put on like a fake persona or like give off fake ideas or like perform for someone when they're gonna like you for you and you can never kind of really hold that back. Yeah. You know? Um, like, like, like for me, it's like, I, I generally try to think like, like kind of like odd. Like I, I think of like a lot of like, just like silly, like, like jokes and quotes and just like funny shit. I mean, like, like ask, ask like Carson or like Ezra, they're like, dude, this, this guy's some dumb shit. And it's just kind of like, I feel like, like saying what, what's in your head and expressing yourself and like your actions and like saying what you think is really important because there's no one else who's going to hear that but you if you don't say it mm. it's like if if you're if you're really sad like if you're depressed or something you know nobody's gonna know until you tell someone mm-hmm. you know like nobody's gonna know until you express how you feel Thus, you know, if you're creative or you're like really funny or you're maybe like really fun to be around, no one's going to know that until you start doing it, you know? And so like why hold back in like social and personal situations? And I, I kind of grew a lot when I really realized like, I mean, it, it's so corny, but it's a, it's like a fact of just be your, yourself, you know? You know, I think for, for so long, I mean, you can probably relate to this, like for so long, like, I feel like a lot of younger men like try to build up to be this like, like macho, like what's up, dude? Like how's it going, bro? Like just like a very like fake, like macho, like just like they want to impress the dudes. Just like it's like kind of like fake, like macho mindset. And it's just kind of like it's not who you are. Like your 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 parents like you for who you are your friends your brothers your sisters like you for who you are like why not just be that way from the beginning mm-hmm. yeah i don't know um but yeah i've 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 gone a lot over quarantine it's it's i've had like a lot of things happen recently like i had like a longer relationship end um which like taught me just so much about just like spending someone like learning with someone and um just like relationships and just like ideas and things coming in and out of your life and what people want, what they don't want. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like, you know, you included, we've all really grown in quarantine and through this kind of like really hard time, we've kind of grown a lot as young adults when maybe we wouldn't be so, you know, retrospective if it was normal. Definitely. Yeah. No, you did a better job of explaining it than I did, man. Like we have a similar (laughs) mindset now about like, yeah, there's, there's only certain things that in this life that you can control. Yeah. Focus on those. Right? Yeah, Focus exactly. Exactly. I was, I was talking to my dad like yesterday about this and um, I was like, do you think you're lucky in your art, art career? Uh, Cause he's like, he, he came from like nothing. Like he's very poor growing up, didn't have much. And I was like, do you think like you were lucky in your success? And he said, no, like every dollar I got from my work, every commission, every gallery I got, was from my work. I'm not lucky at all. I, I worked for this. And I think that same mindset can be applied to a lot of things in life. And 
Like, I think there are some things that are out of your, like, literal control. But, like, you control the world around you. And you can make it whatever you want. It's just you have to get in that mindset or that work, um, like, like that, 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 that work optimization. Um, uh, like, how to phrase like you, like you can you can get in that mindset of working or working hard or like grinding and you can make it for yourself um like like my friend james like he had like a shoe drop he he, he released like some like like amazon shoes you, you've probably seen them like orange and white amazon shoes and he made like 30k the drop like 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 10k after like taxes and everything and like like cost and like like he's like 19 jesus Christ. and like like a year ago he maybe sold like two pairs of pants like just like and like he, he's like been grinding it's like like i mean dude you would you'd probably like his page his his uh online is fake gucci watch uh, one of my closest friends i, I love him. Right now. um and like his 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 work isn't what i would do we're very different in our creative outlook but like an example of someone who's been purely dedicated to his work, his design, and being true to his ideas has paid off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, 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 it's it's interesting, isn't it? Crazy. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, no, like I love it, but it's not something I would do. But like I love it. Like it's 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 very different from 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 my work. But it's like, like he made that. Like I, I was, I was like on the phone with him yesterday, and we were like, he was, he was like comparing himself to like other people like are around him and like success. And I'm like, dude, I don't think you realize. To us, this is like, this is like what we're into. So like we're normalized to it, but to like the average person, like dude, homie's making like thousands and thousands and thousands from like just his ideas and executing them. Like how cool is that? Yeah. Like, yes. It's so impressive to me. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I I like he's he's such a great guy. I I I really love James. He's like one of my closest friends. Um, I've I've been up to like Toronto three times to to see him. Uh, talk like every day. Like we're he's a he's a he's a cool dude. Like he's given me tons of advice on like like workload and like. Just, just, just getting out and just doing it, and like pushing me to like do it. Like, I had conversations with him like last year, and I was like, dude, like I, I really want to start making clothes. I really want to start something. Like, like how do I do it? And he's like, just, just start. Just, just do something. And that's how he did it. And like, you know, a, a year later, I had like a small little capsule, and I sold out of almost everything in like an hour. Like my first time doing anything, like. I don't know, man. It, it was it was really like happy to see my work pay off, and it was just like it it like showed me like commitment and drive and like executing your talents well pays off. Um, I mean, like like what what in your life do you think you've seen that? Have you seen like success from your podcast or like you know personal projects? I've seen like ooh, I don't, I don't, uh, success in the podcast. Like I reached that goal of like getting the message right, so like that's yeah. the goal. And I believe the podcast is doing okay. And I, I'm enjoying it. And like, the main thing is I'm learning a lot from it. And I'm yeah. a 
person with each interview day by day. I guess that's a success. And yeah. much we'll, we'll see where it goes from here, man. I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever seen the podcast 99% Invisible? No, I haven't. It's really cool. It's about like like architecture and design. Um, just like a lot of like kind of like design stuff, like cool topics. And um, it's like it's like it's like NPR if it was like geared toward design. Hmm. Um, and it's it's really cool. Like I have a, I have a problem with like a lot of podcasts. Like I I try listening to like throwing fits with uh, Lawrence Schlossman and uh, his friend. I forget the guy's name. Um, and you know it's a fine podcast. And like I I listen to, like Joe Rogan when he has like good guests. But um, I don't know. I I get to find like a like a perfect podcast to listen to, and that one's really good. I feel like you'd really enjoy it as someone who's you know passionate about media in that way. You know, I'll definitely check that out. Um, what would the perfect podcast for you be then? Like, what aspects would it have? What guests would it have? What would you learn about from the episodes? Yeah, I'd say like, like for me, I like to analyze like like what is successful. Like to me what makes Joe Rogan successful? I know it's kind of like a meme. What makes him like successful is like, to me, he exemplifies like the perfect combination of like interesting topics and casual yet engaging conversation. Like he doesn't isolate his, his guests into like, mm, yes, like this, 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 this theory is like, it, it's not like, like, all, like overwhelming in the info he brings. And it's like a very casual, like laid back, comfortable aspect of podcasting. But I think like mixing that laid back attitude of conversation and letting it flow and letting it really kind of like, like grow in an interview way. But then also like, I feel like what where a lot of podcasts lack is, or at least a kind of like fashion or design one that I've seen is like really kind of talking about like why the designer or why the, person is doing what they're doing and um like 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 for example like i would like bend over backwards to see like an interview with like kiko about like his process or like about where he came from or his ideas or like you know like like how we became who we did like I, i would love to see that and i feel like a lot of podcasts more focus on um like like bullet points or like milestones of like yes like this collection released then what was your inspiration like things like that when in reality like i want to hear about like what like got them there and like what got them to that prominence and not so much like what this milestone or monument is and like how that person grew as a person mm-hmm. <laughs> as a person how that person grew as an artist um so like molding casual conversation with figuring out like how someone got to a certain place is really interesting to me because I feel like a lot of young people want to know that and it gives a lot of insight onto how that designer works that's a mold that that's sort of the mold that I've sort of attempted to formulate my podcast around and I think that's the mold that you formulated yourself as a guest around as well because you provided that to the audience right here in this episode I try like I I really try and like I I tend I, I have a bad habit of just like talking for like 40 minutes straight just like like a spew of information and uh i've been trying to get out of it but uh it can be hard bro like 
please don't please don't dude really keep dude like what you're doing now it's it's perfect like i don't see any reason to hold to hold back and i feel like voice it like a lot of people sense what they really want to say and yeah. you don't do that and you're one of the few that has been cor- hasn't been corrupted into doing that so like please don't change like just keep just keep doing what thank you're you. doing man thank you that 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 means a lot like it's also like the weird thing too with just like my creativity in this like little collection i made is that like like no one like told me to do it like no one told me like what to what to do like i could have just made like a fucking shirt that was surged together with like a like a like a skull on the front and been like yo this is my brand dude like sick like no one like told me to do this like no one was over my shoulder while this song at like 3 a.m being like finish that scene like i don't know and like it was it was so much of like i could do anything i wanted for the clothes i wanted to make like anything and for it to come together so cohesively for me personally and visually with unlimited parameters uh gave me a lot of confidence for what I want to go for for the future um and also like maybe like off record I don't know if I want to throw this in the podcast but um I mean I feel like you want to know like moving forward uh with my brand uh I really want to like there are two aspects of clothing that I really enjoy I love traditional fabrics like linen cotton leather corduroy um like things like that but I I love like the cuts and silhouettes of like tech wear, like brands like Acronym and like aspects of Kiko. Um, also, I think it'd be, it'd be really cool at some point to talk about like smaller brands. Cause like, dude, I, I'm like a fucking nerd for fashion. Anyway, going back to that point, um, I, uh, uh, I love like tech wear and traditional um, and like Japanese too, but that's like another realm. And like my goal with like the clothes that I want to make is I want to meld aspects of technical clothing with the comfort and wearability for me personally of um, traditional fabrics. So like I want to take like a like a J28 like acronym um, jacket like anorak, and I want to like I mean as a, as an example I want to like recreate that and take the aspects of how that was cool, a technical aspect, and make it so you can wear it like the beach. You can walk around like LA in it. You can go to the, like, you can go like on a vacation to like Mexico or something like that. Like you can, it's, it's, it's not this like rigid piece of like Gore-Tex Pro 3L shell where you're like all fucking crunchy and moving around like you're in like a potato chip bag. And like, it's like comfortable. And you don't feel like you're wearing this, like, this, this, this restricting thing. You feel like you're just wearing clothes. Um, and that's kind of what I want to steer my clothing into. Definitely. I was actually going to ask you, like, what can we see from the brand in the future? So if you don't mind, can I, do you mind if I leave that in the episode? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that'd be great. I'd like, um, also for the future, I'd, I want to start working with uh, more traditional fabrics for, for this collection. I want to like express and show uh, my work. So I wanted to show like the time I put into the scenes and I wanted to show, here, I'll, I'll, I'll grab one. Sure. Um, one 
I'll turn on a light, by the way, so you can see it better. I'll grab two shirts. Um, I'll grab one for now. So, like, I really wanted to just show off, like, my seams on my shirts and the whole back and, like, the front. And even, like, in my red, red one here, this is a pretty good example of it. Um, I'll bring this two over. So, like, I really wanted to express, like, the, the time and work I put in with, like, all, like, the seams and everything here and, like, I mean, you can you can see that like the hems and cuffs and everything and like with with like a traditional fabric, this wouldn't have been shown as well. You 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 couldn't see the details as as well, honestly. Absolutely. Would have come out um, like an amalgamation and would have looked too put together, and the details wouldn't have shown as well. Like, let me let me show you this one. So I made the green shirt, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna make it in black. So I made it in black, right? Mm -hmm. Washed out, but I made it in black, right? Yeah. Like it looks cool, but like you can't see like the the seams. You can't see the time I put into it from like a full bug in a picture, you know? And for this first collection, I really wanted to exemplify um, my work. And I really wanted to show the time that I put into it. And moving forward, I still want to do that, but I want to focus on like how the linen is going to wear over time, how like the corduroy over time is going to get chunkier and it's going to wear in um, versus like, I want arm to be red. You know, I want to like really focus on like the fabric of the clothing and how that sits in your body, how you're comfortable in that versus just like the aesthetic alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm really excited to see it. Thank Is you. that white shirt with the black paneling still available? Because I kind of want to know that that one's sold. Uh, um, but that's one cool thing too that I, I want to talk about the brand. Is like, uh, so like weird transgression. I when I was like doing like 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 fits and stuff, I was like I'm like found on Grail and all those fucking like corrupted pages these days. Um, but uh, I um. I was like on there and like I built like a pretty cool base of like just random dudes from like Korea or from Japan or from like Europe that liked like the how how I dressed. And um with my clothing drop, like what was wild is I had a lot of interest from people from like Korea and Japan. Mm. Um more so than like even like people from like America. And it was weird to like see people that had no idea who I was or like couldn't even speak my language be like, can I have this shirt? Is this like available? And like what it established to me was like, people like what I make. Like there's like a market for what I want to make. And even if it's like, even if it doesn't get to like a massive level, like there's like a market <clears throat> for my creativity. And like, dude, like when I sold out of like the warp shirt, and um, the pants, I I got like emails in my Shopify email being like, can you restock this? Can you restock this? Can you restock this? And that's something that I also want to talk about too is like, I I I want to make way more. Like I want to make like ten of those shirts to sell. I want to make like ten of these work shirts to sell. But like, uh, like one of these shirts takes me like eight hours, like seven eight hours of like straight work, like from cutting to sewing to like hemming to then pressing it all. And that's just one shirt. Like I have like 10, 12 here. Um, and 
right now I'm limited by like my capacity to work and like, you know, the daily limits within like 24 hours. Um, and moving forward, I really want to look into manufacturing. Um, but I want to keep the aspect of it handmade because I think that makes clothing more personal. Personal. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. It, it, it makes more personal. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I, I it's, a, it's unfortunate that I'm, I'm in school because every day I wake up and I'm just like, I want to make clothes. I want my clothes. I want my clothes. And then my teacher's like, oh, you need to turn this personal dress essay. And I was like, bro, go away. <laughs> I want to make clothes. Like, dude, I was I was doing marketing for like two years. And I would like sit there, bro. I just do like a fucking accounting class. And it'd just be like, like, what's the job cost formula? Fill out this job sheet. Or like, or like, or like, or like an Excel class. And like I would just like sit there. I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, all my friends are in the clothes. All I think about is clothes. Why am I doing this? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I had some pretty good points during the end. You did, man. You killed it. Sorry, a little rocky, but yeah. You're good, man. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to do anything else. I have a little sheet that I wrote down some points on. Is there anything else you want to talk about, man? Absolutely. I don't think anything else. Um, I'd love to talk about like like the like ordering aspect of it. Um. Oh wait. Also, um, I don't know how many of the viewers here or you have seen my website, but that website was the first time I ever made a website ever. Oh my god. I never made a website in my entire life. It's a great website, man. What the? Thank you, dude. Thank you. And then um, all the graphics on there were either pictures that I took or graphics that I made um, over time. Like I wrote like, all like, the like, descriptions and shit. And uh, first time promoting any release, first time, like it was like first time website, first time release, first time making clothing, first time like doing a website, like first time fulfilling orders, like everything. And there are so many firsts that like, uh, like it was just it was it was it was really fun and I was here on my own for all of it and it felt like somewhat like far away because like I sold like over a grand worth of clothing and I was like sitting here I'm just like oh gotta go to Whole Foods and get dinner I sold a thousand dollars of clothing today cool like hell no it was it was it was it was really surreal man um did you check out like the website? I did. Yeah. What was like your favorite aspect of it? I just have the layout. It's just very clean. It's very like well put together. It's well thought out. Everything's like exactly where it should be, I think. And Ooh. yeah. Let me just pull up did the you... jog my memory. Yeah, that'd be great. Did you see the logo up in the left corner that like modern like uh little like shape thing up in like the left corner? Uh I love it. <laughs> I don't, I didn't know. I love it. That was a painting that I made. And then I, uh, I put it into Photoshop and I took out like the background and then I put it in the illustrator and I did like the, like, like face mask. So it was like just black. And then that was like my little thing. Um, and then my, my dad drew like the Sam Luki. That's not my handwriting, bro. That's, I can't, I can't write Sam Luki that well. Um, Beautiful. 
perfect website, man. There's nothing, not too much fluff, nothing, man. It's perfect. Yeah. Thank you, man. It, it was like, my goal with it is like, I looked at a lot of websites that I really enjoyed. Like one of my favorite brands is uh, Our Legacy. I, I love that brand. Um, and I want just like a simplistic website where I just said shop, collection, and like, that's really it. I didn't want, you know, I didn't anything want else, man. gummed up. Um, also, that's the thing too, man, like talking about like smaller brands, like what, what are brands or what are like envisions of clothing that like you can relate to? Oh, man. Uh... Wait, sorry, man. Repeat the question. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, like, what are like brands or like parts of clothing that like you can relate to? Like, like, what's like, what's like a brand or what's like an aesthetic or what's, what's like, yeah, it's like a brand or like few brands that you really would relate to your style. Because I've never really seen your style. Mm. I don't know more about it. My style is pretty like all over the place right now. I'm still kind of learning, but I think. Like the way I'm sort of leaning is I kind of want to dress for my body type a little bit more. Like I have a fairly yeah. thin frame. I'm kind of tall. I have like wider, I have like a wider frame. So like I look good mm. in most clothes, not to like yeah. up on the back or anything. But yeah. 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 So like, I'll, I like a broad range of things. Like I love like the Scandinavian minimalism, like your Le Maire, your JW Anderson, your Acne Studios. I also love Rick Owens, right? Like yeah. I love Rick and I love like, I like I like that he cuts for like a muscular build because it's it's kind of hard like to find clothes. Like, I'm sure you understand that yeah. as well. Like, yeah, I can excel in shoulders, but like you're a medium and like where your waistline is, and it's just. It I mean, like right. you've seen me online. Like I'm not I'm not like a string bean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, um, and then I like workwear as well because it's comfy, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's like stories behind the pieces, and that's cool to me. The revolution of workwear is something that's really been interesting to me lately. Absolutely, yeah. I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk about it, and then, like we kind of went off in a thing. So go ahead. Yeah, like um, it's weird because like like I'm from the Midwest. Like I grew up here in Minnesota, and workwear was always like around, but in like a very like literal sense of like construction workers or like people like that work at farms or just like hick bras <laughs> would wear it. Um, and I, you know, in high school and stuff, I, I would wear like just like dickies and just like workwear pants and like, but it wasn't, it wasn't like an aspect of fashion. I was like a thing really. It was just kind of like, you'd have like a cool piece, but it just like happened to be workwear. And the weird thing I think now is like when more of the general public of our age is getting into clothing, they maybe can't like afford like what they see like on social media or what they see online. And everyone can afford like a dicky jacket. Everyone can afford like double knees. Everyone can afford like, like eight, seven, four dickies. Like everyone can afford that stuff. And I think it's given a lot of people an outlet to look really nice in clothing uh, while being comfortable and at a, a price that's not out of, touch and you can like like look clean too definitely i, I think it's worth it um I, I i enjoy workwear a lot like like what's your relationship with your with workwear i'm pretty much the same as you like i don't I, like i feel like it's very easy to fall into like the into like the not the, what's the word i'm looking for into like the uniform for workwear 
like your vintage Russell hoodie with like the neck cut to have like your chains hanging out, your cut your yeah. um, heart double knees with yeah. some Jordans, right? And everyone's already done that look, right? So I try and yeah. I try and do something different, but I haven't really gone too deep on the trend because something about it, it just doesn't really like click with me. Yeah. Like I have a few pieces that I love and those pieces will hopefully always be in my wardrobe and I'll still wear yeah. them. I wouldn't invest heavily into it for a reason I haven't fully comprehended yet. Yeah, totally. Like I, I totally agree to that. And like, I've also kind of wanted to talk about this one topic too of, um, you know, clothing in the last few years, like changing. Cause I got into clothing right when like, Hypebeast culture was like just like it, it, it was like 2013, 2012. Just like Hypebeast culture was like just kind of emerging to like the general public. And it was like, you need to have like, you, you need to be like vape down, like shark hoodie. You need the Bulgo. You needed like the fucking like, like LeBron's. Like you needed like the Kobe's, like, like hundreds, like billionaire boys. Like that's when like I got like in a culture. It was like that aspect of it. And I find it very funny because like it's gone from like hype beast culture to then like archive like rapper like undercover like like rebel gods older like archive undercover and like archive junior and archive Helmut Lang to like now it's like like workwear and like fitted like New York hats. Like it's, I find it very funny how like like the high beast aspect of clothing has just like masked itself. You know, yeah. like like I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way, but it's like I think like the modern high beast now wears like double knees and a washout hoodie and like a trucker hat you Just know two key parts to the look i'm wearing a trucker hat <laughs> uh okay a tote bag and some air force ones dunks and dunks dunks reebok club mets 85s or Jordans? Gweedies. yeah or, or Jordan ones wait do you say guidis yeah yeah guidis as well yeah i mean i i i own guidis and like nice. hey like, I've never been influenced by it. Like, trust me. Like, I, like I'm, I'm not trying to say like, I'm better than everybody. Mm -hmm. But it's just funny to like, it's, it's, it's been wild to see like high beast culture like transition from like, like logo based like Supreme Palace like vape to then kind of turn over into like the Yeezy esque like Life of Pablo to then like the archive kind of like oh like the archive person to now it's like workwear and now it's like Craig Green jackets and now it's like some Kikos even in there and like dunks and like you got your like ripped Carhartts with your washed out hoodie and your trucker hat like and like I'm not saying that's bad like I think fashion always evolves into different aspects but it's like I've I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not jaded because I haven't been in it long enough to really have a, like a, a, a voice on aspect. But um, I think people need to be aware of how trends evolve. Yeah. And the hype piece isn't just going to be some kid wearing Supreme forever. 
Yeah. It's going to be someone trying to capture a look that's not authentic to themselves. Mm-hmm. Trying a certain way and trying to copy somebody. Um, Definitely. Which I don't think is bad. Like, I think, like, I don't, I don't want people to get it, like, misconstrued, like, I'm, like, negative, like, I'm better than somebody. Because I, I, I don't think I, I am necessarily. It's more coming from a point of, like, like everybody goes through those phases. Everybody. I did. I had archive phase. I had a hypebeast phase. Everyone goes through those. But I feel like you have to realize that, like, growth is important in fashion. And I think as long as you're taking aspects of those trends and forming your own style out of them and, like, taking what you like from Warfare, taking what you like from Archive, taking what you like from these certain trends and putting them into your own personal style and not just moving from oh, I had archive undercover to, oh, now I collect washed out pants and washed out Levi's and Carhartts and I wear dunks. Like changing from that and just following like the trends versus building a personal style while using those inspirations is really important. Definitely. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to like find a good personal style, but it's it's fucking hard, man. Like, dude, it took me a long time. Like everything. And like, I don't know, I'm kind of leaning towards like the Jacob Hetzer sort of like uniform aesthetic where it's yeah. like, it's like, it's, it, it dips into the avant-garde, it dips into workwear, but everything's sort of slimmer, cu- slimmer cuts. It highlights the body, like the shape of the body and you're wearing a nice pair yeah. of boots and you have like your silver accessory. Like I'm, I'm kind of feeling that now, but then yeah. I was doing a day where I'm like, yo, I'm going to go streetwear and wear my blue jeans and some random sweatshirt and go full workwear. Yeah. So weird. Totally. And, and like, it's, it's like, I don't want to like, I don't want to sound like pretentious or sound like I'm being like pompous. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm unique. I'm better than somebody. Like I, 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 I don't want to sound like that. Um, but it's more kind of like developing a true style, like a true style. And I know a lot of people that have really true styles themselves. It takes looking like an idiot. It takes looking fucking stupid. It takes ill-fitting stuff. It takes wasting money. It takes, having, you know, some fits that are, like, down atrocious. Like, it's going to take, like, a lot of time and a lot of experimentation. And, like, as long as you're finding your own personal style, there's no problem in anything you try. Mm-hmm. I, I Like, one thing that I really not liked seeing recently is, like, the hive mind of fashion, where it's, like, just these bros on, like, the explore page just like the same fits over and over and over and over again and like i see such little like true experimentation uh that people that do it's like i have utter respect for them um and i think i think it comes down to like a point of fashion just getting more popular in general like it sounds really <clears throat> sounds really bad to say but it's like not everybody necessarily like has a personal style it's like for for example in like 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 art something like i know very personally like like fine art it's like if the general public got into you know trying to be a fine artist you can try your hardest to look that way and you can try your hardest to like look a certain way but it's like you're never going to like develop a personal style or like personal way of painting until you 
have figured out like what makes you click personally and not following like someone else's trends really absolutely not yeah i don't know motivation is there though eh like even with me like on instagram like i'm just having some fun trying to grow my following and yeah a bit of like an experiment like a joke with myself and i'm just like you know what i'm gonna become a clone for a week and i posted (laughs) bits that look like everybody else on instagram and they did better than all my other stuff so i'm just like motivation's there it's crazy it's like that's thing too is like i was supposed hella fit pics um and it's wild to like analyze like which ones do like well um it's just like i find fit pics to be like a very weird avenue it's hard for me i get like negative about it because i find a lot of it to be like really like i don't like like a lot of my friends do it so i don't want to come off like an asshole but it's like i find it's like uh, it's like kind of vain I think I don't know I like I, I really want to be like honest and I don't want to like say things that are fake mm-hmm. um and like I like I, I follow like, tons of fashion people like tons like it's, it's it's all I look through like like I love like like Ezra style like Connors like I love like some stuff like Carson books together like all those guys like they're they're cool and I don't want to bash anybody like just just post like fits but it's just kind of like uh, something like something about like personally for me is something that I want to like step away from because it was like for me it was just this like folding over of um like I need to post a fit I need to like get fit and go to picture like I had to post online for other people to like just click like on and be like bro like you killing it like it didn't like do anything for me and I wanted to walk away from it and like put out stuff that I was proud of creatively versus just like posing for a picture on social media mm-hmm. um, yeah it goes into that whole thing about like how media is so quick right now and like you do yeah. it for a dopamine hit and then at the end of the day again depends how you leverage it but then you might not like make anything of it besides getting a thousand likes that one time or getting featured on a thousand yeah. on that one time like dude i'm not gonna front like i've seen tons of people that i know just post like formulaic fits on instagram and in like a, like they're almost like every day or two and then in like a year, they'll have like 10K followers. And like just from posting like formulaic fits, they'll get a new sport page, they'll get you likes, um, they'll just get you followers. And like, uh, uh, I don't know if there, there's anything wrong with that, but it's just kind of like, what's behind it? Like, if, if, if you have like a goal of like starting a brand or if you have a goal of like marketing something, um, or if you have like, like or like, like, like you, you want to build your following base to use it like for business or for networking, fine. Like I have no problem with that. I mean, like, I just think like you can see like people build from like just like nothing else but their picks. That's how my account grew. Like, dude, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have like my base if it weren't for fit picks. Like, that's my my almost my whole like whole feed is that um so that's what i did for like a long time like i i did the exact same thing that i'm kind of shit talking about but um it just like i, I don't really know like what like the end goal like what does it lead to mm. you know? I think like at the end of the day it's social media it gets it's it's like social and then it's media yeah you don't do anything with the following that you gain you're just another piece of media you're just another 
magazine or another one of these countless pages on Instagram. If you use associate, like you were saying, to build a business, to build like to, to network, to brand yourself as something and to like become an entrepreneur, even through like your Instagram, totally cool. Like do what you want. Yeah. But, like, it depends which like where you're trying to go and you have to have that in mind, I think. Yeah. Like, do you know, um, uh, do you know Rosef and Sebastian Moroga? Yes. Like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I ordered the pants that Sebastian dropped like with the, with the buckle or whatever on it. Like those are- yeah. like, like the, the no maintenance guys um sebastian i actually interned for sebastian really uh, yeah for not that long uh really short time and um uh really short time it was kind of like a trial thing and it, it didn't really like work out um um for me personally i was i was like really busy with school and i was just getting into my brand and so uh i really had like pr- prioritize like my brand like my creative things over like the internship kind of uh personally um but like those are those are examples of guys who i really respect because like they've built their followings and are making like their business off of it they made their money off of it like like i mean a lot of people like bash and like fernando you know like fernando like rangel uh like the the on eggs yeah 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 that's right like a lot of people like bashing him for like looking like a robot or some shit, mm-hmm. um, but like he built his following and is making like walk from it, you know, as like as kind of like mm, taking advantage of the situation, selling like ten dollar car hearts for like ninety bucks. Like, dude's making money. Oh yeah. And I think like like pe- people like that, people like Seb, people like Ro, people like Fernando, like building their followings to then push a business or push an idea or start something i think that's like great cool like i have respect for those guys but i think like just posting fit pick up and fit pick up and fit pick and having it like like you like like hang with friends and you're like bro like get a fit pick of me bro like it's just like for, for, for what exactly is that sound bothering like actually what? you hear like a sound no. I can't hear it at all. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I like, and the funny thing is too, is like, like I, I know about this cause I was in that. Like there were times where I'd like hang with like homies. They'd be like, bro, like get a fit pick of me. Like I need to post today. Like they'd be like, why? And they'd be like, dude, like just get, like I was, I was there. Like I, that's how I grew like a lot of my following is that. And I don't think there's a problem with like building towards something, but it's just like, Okay, for example, like 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 my really good friend Ezra. Ezra loves Columbus. He has built a great community around Craig Green and around his like fucking great style over the years. And you know, does he like push like a business through there? Not yet. Does he push a brand through there? Not yet. But like he's someone who would put would put an example of someone who doesn't really like push like a brand through it or something like that. But he's created like this really nice, like fun community around himself too, that I think is kind of, kind of cool. Like, you know, I, 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 I think like people like Ezra who posts like fits and kind of posts like questions and like just funny stuff online. I think like, like, that's fine. I, I, I really like that. Um, Cause like, you're kind of creating like a, like a, like a community for yourself and for others that enjoy what you do. I think that's fine. But just like blindlessly trying to look cool online for like, someone else's satisfaction is a little 
silly thing. Yeah. Um, Interesting stuff, man. I'm just doing something like I don't know what I'm trying to think what my goal is. I'm just having fun at the minute, but I just have like I just have like like dude, I've like like I've been into clothing and like fashion online for like years. And so I have so many like deep seated opinions built up and ideas about it and like things that I've been through in it that I've found to be like just silly and things that I like through it and like bro, like I wouldn't have met you if it weren't for it. Like if I wouldn't have posted FitPix, I wouldn't have met you. Yeah. If I was with FitPix, I wouldn't have met my friend James in Toronto. I wouldn't have met Carson. I wouldn't have met Ezra. I wouldn't have met anybody. Like none of them I would have met. Um, it's a good tool, but I think it needs to be utilized properly. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting stuff, man. That's all I can say, really. Yeah, yeah. I wish I I, I wish I had like a better insight for my brand going forward that I could really kind of like like push but like i'm i'm learning um as much i'm learning as i go and i'm not any you know keener about it than the next person in line like I, i'm i'm really just learning as much as i can as i go and i kind of wish i had more of like an established like uh like detailed you know put it under definitely man but you're learning as you go and there's nothing wrong with that right yeah totally like I don't even know that at all, um, and I, I think there's a market for what I want to do too. You know? Absolutely. Because um, I think like what I really love about business too is like you don't need to become like Travis Scott or like Jeff Bezos or like you don't need to become these like overarching like billionaire people who are like massive celebrities. Like if you can cut out like a niche for yourself, and you can market your creative uh, endeavors to that niche. That's all I need to make money. Like that's what my dad does. That's what his art does. That's what Carson does. Uh, that's what tons of people do. Uh, that's what like pretty much every brand, smaller brand does. Um, and it's like, as, as long as you can build that something, it's like something that people will want and market it. Like, okay, for example, like Jacob Hetzer, you know, I, I don't know much about him personally. Um, I haven't loved everything, but what he's done perfectly is like honestly like, it's like borderline like, like genius level of building an aesthetic around a brand like really well same thing with, with saying with bare knuckles you yeah. know i like these like instagram brands i'm not crazy about them but like they've been able to build or even like 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 evan canary um they've built like this aesthetic around them that like when you like get a piece from them or like you get like a jacket or a hat the first thing you think of is like that aesthetic because it's so strong um and i think that that's really important in any brand you you'd love evan canary i think anybody listening right now should look up evan canary look up uh module uh it's a brand from korea it's m-u-d-u-l-e uh clothing uh from south korea they're really cool I'm smaller. Like, dude, there's some like smaller brands. Let me, let me look some up. There are some really small brands out there that I think Black Hills should give a look at. Um, there are a lot of great brands in Japan, uh, Korea that are really small that aren't like popping. That um, I think are really important for people to look at. Let me find some. I have like a little folder in my <laughs> computer. Um, okay, there's this one. It's called Amachi. Uh, 
I really love them. Uh, it's M A C H I. I really from Japan. Uh, yeah, that was pretty normal. I was I was gonna say like Depty, then I'm like, hold up, Depty's normal. <laughs> um, I mean, this one I have it at, like Essence, but like um, Arnar uh, Mar Johansson or however you say it, they make like technical kind of clothing. It's not like Essence and much of our stuff. Uh, it's smaller, but it's it's really kind of cool. Um, I don't have anything else. I look a go to my little folder. That module brand is really cool. It's it's very similar to what I kind of want to move forward with. Um, it's like think of like think of like Afix if it was like more simple. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely check that awesome. out. Like after, after. Dude, it's really good. You would you would really love. Uh, mojo. Um, I've talked to one of the owners there, um, and just like, just like, like, like fanboying. I was like, bro, like, I love this stuff. Like, it's like geeking out, and it's it's not like it's not like like early Kiko or it's like not some like crazy thing where you're like, whoa, this is like Outer Winter eighteen soulless. Like, you're not like blown away by it, but you're just like their aesthetic and their marketing and their colors and their silhouettes are just like just really well thought out. They're just done really well. Um, interesting. Was smaller. Oh, this one's really good. Uh, I mean, everyone knows Hamchus, but Hamchus is crazy. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I their Hamchus Hamchus styling is just fucked. Same with Black Merle. I, I really yeah. like Black Merle. Uh, they're they're one of the old G brands from the day. Yeah, I haven't heard of them in a while, but yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, Black Merle's good. Uh, and then there's one. It's uh like Xenia Talents. Um, I believe. Uh yeah, this one's really cool. It's it's smaller. Um, it's Xenia Xenia talents. They're really cool. Um, eh, also boring, boring to listening. But oh, actually, wait. There's one more. Uh, it's uh Alk Phoenix. Uh, I believe it's from South Korea, Japan. Dude, you would like Alk Phoenix if if you like my stuff. You you should like look up like now, bro. Like Alk Phoenix is fucking sick. Mm. Uh. They're really cool. Um, anything else I find? Uh, Gutter TM, uh, Casper. His brand is really, really fucking cool. He taught himself like all on his own, how to do everything. Wow. Uh, he was like 19 years old or 20 years old. No, like 18. And had uh, stock in Notary Shop for his collection. Hmm. And um, like had stock in like like his, it's, it's crazy man his, his band's really cool um like all time his own same thing it's, it's fucking crazy let me let me find some more here uh, oh yeah well i mean people know most of this but um uh silage or like silage um it's s-i-l-l-a-g-e a brand from tokyo um really cool like really wide like big japanese silhouettes pretty similar to what i want to do too Silage is great his his marketing is probably the best marketing of any small brand out there it's great. Silage is probably like definitely look up silage, like hundred percent. That was crazy. Um, I'm smaller. And also, if you're like want to cut me off, just yeah. You're good. Go ahead. Uh, kind of cool. Uh, there's one. It's uh, Midorakiwa, uh, Midorakiawa, something like that. Uh, it's M I D O R I K A W A. They're a really cool smaller brand from Japan, I think. Um, okay, your silage is interesting. Okay. 
Fudge really right. cool. Their 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 marketing is great. Um, maybe you can, like pop up like some pictures in like your podcast or we know audio. I'm tripping. Yeah, it's only audio, man. Unfortunately. Yeah, uh, Slash is really good. Check out some like smaller ones that like I really kind of want to shout out that I think are really good. Um, yeah, but Slash is really cool. Slash is like kind of bigger. Like they're not like a small brand anymore. Like they're they're like you know they're like up to like Hanches, Black Merle, kind of like. They're they're okay, um, like you know they're he's 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 making good money so he's not really tripping. Um, Evan Canary also, uh, most people know Evan Canary is pretty big, but his stuff is insane. Um, I actually got to meet him at a shop. I bought a shirt from him at a shop in San Francisco. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think that's everything I really have off, off the top of my head. For oh no, GR10K. I'm 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 gonna give these guys the inside scoop. GR10K is insane. It's so good. It's like. It's like this technical clothing brand from Belgium. Um, and this lady's dad makes all the uniforms for like German and Italian police, SWAT and fire. Oh my and, she, and she uses the fabrics. Like she uses like the, the same factory and makes this brand called GR10K. And their marketing, their pictures, their lookbooks, their work, their color palettes are just wow. beautiful. Wow um it's 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 like a pretty small brand i mean it, it it's like dover it's in like it's not it's not like it's like essence like it's not small not a small brand but you don't hear a lot about it mm-hmm. yeah i haven't heard of any of these yeah the jrk is really cool um like select pieces are like really mind-blowing i'm telling anything else um i don't want to drop too much knowledge i don't want to you know i don't want to push out something that i want to make <laughs> Um, dude, I have this clothing folder. I mean, like side topic, probably not not the podcast, but I have this folder on my computer of like maybe four thousand images of like really weird clothing that I found over the years. Um, you would love it, bro. I might send you like a few select pieces from it. It's yeah. fucked. So. Um, Last question, man. Where can the people find you? Just plug everything. Uh, yeah, uh, you can find me at uh, Lipkes on Instagram, L-I-E-P-K-E-S on Instagram. Uh, that's Lipkes, L-I-E-P-K-E-S. And also my website will probably be up for another few months just to kind of like have it out there and, you know, look through it. Uh, that is Sam Lipke, S-A-M-L-I-E-P-K-E.com. Just put it into your web address and that's out there. Um Thank you, man, for even asking me to do this. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you for I really appreciate it. Definitely. Thank you for taking the time. Of course, man. I hope I didn't rant too much and bore the listeners with my uh, long-winded uh, <laughs> explanations. But um, I hope, you know, you enjoyed talking to me for like three hours. Absolutely, man. It's, it, there's a lot of value here for everybody, I think. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, hell, I, I learned a lot about you and it's, I really get to explain a lot of my ideas in depth. So it's been fun to kind of like try to do it. <laughs> Definitely, man. You're welcome to come back anytime you want, man. Oh, dude, thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, man, just, just thank you. Yeah.